when I was living in Australia. Mm-hmm. So Bilal would be Bill, mm. Samir would be Sam, mm. and then you have random names, right? So it's like, I'm Hussein. I'm like, fuck it, call me Tony. <laughs> I need a name too. But because the problem was like, you know, uh, as Hussein. Sure. How do you say it? Say Hussein. 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 Over there, so I had a lot of jobs on, Has- the, fo- on the phone. Hassan? So you know when you have a phone job, so people like listen to you on the phone, like, you know, call yeah. center stuff. And I'm like, Hussein, and they'd be like, Jose. <laughs> and I'm like, si, senor, que pasa? <laughs> so you just designated yourself as a Mexican and moved uh, on with yeah, your life. Yeah, exactly. Like, why not? You know what I mean? I could pass for a Mexican, I think, you know, but I, w- I went with, um, like, you know what? So I had an, uh, my night name is Tony and my day name is Hussein. And I kept that in Dubai as well. I understand. I understand. So. But, but I know what you're talking about, like just putting a nickname on, you know what I mean? It's not. But, so I, but I, stuck, I, I just feel weird. I can't give myself a fake name. But don't you feel like, don't you feel like the perceptions that people, especially in the West, have when they hear a Middle Eastern name? Yeah. That's the thing that I couldn't live with. Okay. There's a very interesting point you bring up. And I'll tell you what. So if I'm a 23-year-old living in Australia... And for all the Australians listening, they can take this into consideration of the pain that we have to go through, mm. right? So I have the worst name in that situation. What's my name? Hussein Husseini. Hussein Hussein. Hussein Hussein. I'm like, is your father Saddam? And I'm like, yeah, he is. Mm. What are you going to do? Mm. You know? mm. <laughs> but okay. In the West, you know, people don't put pictures on a resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so let's say in Bahrain, when people applying for a job, they always put a photo on their CVs. Yeah, they do. That's very true. And this is an interesting topic by itself, and I'll tell you why. Because in, in the West, by the way, you do not put photos on your CVs, right? It's very professional because they have anti-discrimination laws and many other laws, right? So you know you should judge a CV equally. You know when someone's applying, and so what what is abundantly clear that's different is your name. So if your name's Hussein Hussein, and it doesn't matter how qualified you are or what you're doing, you're getting way less job interviews. So, and I tested this theory, by the way. So in case anyone's calling out bullshit on this, I tested this theory. I, I, I changed my name. I can add to that. Uh, my, business, my business teacher back in A-levels was one of those characters who, who just knew how to hustle. Mm. Like I, if I, I, I swear he he took a teaching position so he wouldn't end up in jail. That's the only <laughs> thing I can think of. He he would go like to to like he would go buy to he would go buy old jewelry like stores that were going out of business and just buying it up for the carpet. Yeah. So he could take the carpet and then all the dust, gold, and any kind of thing that fell on the carpet. Where was he from? Um, he was he was a Jew from New York, I think. Okay. I don't know how he okay. ended up in okay. the UK of I, all places. I mean, a lot of Jews in New York. And he. he 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 had another story, which was, yeah, so he did this, where he, he made two CVs at one point. This was one of his business hustles. <laughs> one, like, with two identical names, right? But with different, like, activity, same exact, same exact experience, same exact positions, uh, uh, everything, yada, yada, except for activities. One, he would make purposely be very, like, Indian, like, cricket, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> why, one, why Indian, though? Uh, very random. It makes sense in a, in a second. And then the other very typical British, right? And then he would send those receipts out, right? And then whenever the, the Indian one was rejected, he would then sue them 
for discrimination and before it would even get <laughs> to court. He's got his lawyer ready. <coughs> you know, do you know what? I don't need a job. I just need to sue enough people and I'm an entrepreneur, this is my hustle. That's, yeah. uh, that, that totally makes sense. And, and he, he, was, he said he never once, it never once got to court, they always settled. They always settled. That is insane. So that was his business. That basically. was he was doing that every single day, trying to be a minority and take advantage, <laughs> whilst real minorities get nothing. Isn't that genius? That is genius. I feel bad for the actual minorities who actually get discriminated and make no money out of it. He said in some in some of the good months he would he would get somewhere he would get payouts of over two hundred k. That is insane! <laughs> oh my god! What what have I been doing with my life? You're, you're actually making me feel bad about my life now, um, because I'll be honest. Like when I went to Australia, mm. I had no money. Mm. Right? I moved from London to Australia. I literally had just graduated at this point. I had like why Australia though? Because I'm Australian. Okay, passport wise. Passport wise. Okay. Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Uh, but no, but I mean, I grew up there as well, right? So I had the passport. But the last time I went to Australia um, as an adult, so I was like 10 years old, 11 years old. So I don't remember anything about Australia, except that, you know, got nice beaches, nice views and all that stuff. But I never like, didn't have like people to connect with when I first got there. Okay. And when I went there, I had three months survival money, okay? I sold the only asset that I had when I was in London, because I was living in London, was married, um, and I, was, I just graduated from university, and I was like, Let's, I had enough of London. London can be a very depressing place, by the way. So what got you out of London? London, I'm sorry for the people from London, but London kind of sucks, okay? Like, have you lived in London? I got, yeah, for 10 years. Did you enjoy it? I still have property there, so Did you barely. enjoy it? Clearly, if you still have property there, so I clearly. Mean, it's a great place to have property, but did you enjoy the, the lifestyle, the living there? You know, like when it comes to winter, it's so cold, it's always dark, it's always gray. Um, you know, I say every time you put your hands in your pocket, at that time it was Tony Blair, like Tony Blair's hands already there. You know, yeah, you're paying yeah, yeah. road tax, this tax, TV tax. If you're blind, you have tax. you're still paying a vis uh, audio tax. Hmm. You know, that's ridiculous, right? So, and then it's like, if you can see, if, if you're deaf, you're paying a listening tax. This is a tax for everything. And I was like, as a 21 year old, 22 year old, whatever it was at that time, so it feels like a lifetime ago now, it wasn't like the right place for me. I didn't want to be there, you know, like go through the rat race. Everyone's living in a rat race. Have you ever been on the, the tube there? Of course. All right, so when you go on the tube, have you ever met a happy person on the tube? Uh, no, you're right. Everyone's either grumpy. Back in the day, they would be reading newspapers or books because mm. that was what people used to do. Now that they have phones, you know, the last time you go, you realize everyone literally is on their phone, right? The whole mm. time. No one looks at you. If you look at someone the wrong way, that like, what are you looking at, bruh? <laughs> it's it's weird like that. I feel like that know? happens on a bus more likely than that would happen bus, on a train, tube. anything. I mean, the thing is, is and the, there's a reason for this, is because everyone's living in the rat race, unhappy with their own lives. They don't have time for your shit, right? They mm. don't. They don't. I'm miserable already. Stop. Stop trying to interrupt yourself in my life. You know what I mean? And then when I went to Australia, the amazing thing about Australia, and I swear I love this country, and I would say. 
out of all countries in the world is probably one of my favorite countries to live. What? Hundred percent. That nanny state. That nanny state. You call it a nanny state. I yeah. call it a state that cares. What do you mean the state that cares? They they wanted to fucking make it illegal to be your own farmer down there. Do you know what? When you're in Australia, okay, and I've lived in the West most of my life, okay, and you pay taxes when you're in the West, and the only country I was happy to pay taxes was Australia. And I would gladly be like, take my 30%, 40%, whatever it is, because I can see my tax money being spent in front of my eyes. Okay. And I can see the value of where it's going. For example, when my wife had a child there, so you're going to a public hospital, right? Government hospital, as you call it. So, in, I mean, if you're in England, I mean, in America, I don't even know if you have public hospitals, like everyone has to have insurance. In England, you've got the NHS, um, so they can go through public hospital systems. You see how grumpy everyone is over there. You don't <coughs> want to be there. And then in Bahrain, for example, we all go to private hospitals, right? Because we don't want to go to Salmani or whatever, no, because we don't want to wait in line or whatever it is. Um, you know, I'm talking about births. You know, with births, everyone goes to a private hospital here, a majority of people anyway. And the thing is, I could tell you that the difference. I had a son born in Bahrain. Sure. And a son born in Australia. Yeah. So I can give you a direct comparison sure. of my experience. And the smarter one was born in Australia. Is that what you're saying? You know, I don't discriminate by my... <laughs> <laughs> but you're the one who's like saying like, oh yeah, the Australian one was so good. Uh, I'm talking about the service. Sure. Right? The experience for sure. me as a parent. Sure. So in did, Australia... Did, did you have to put a lot of hard work into the childbirth? <laughs> I imagine... <laughs> it's good that you're you're airing your criticisms. Let, 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 let me walk you through this process, okay? Let me walk you through this. Tell me how difficult it was for you to give childbirth. Go on. <laughs> hey, and I'm not even the woman. Uh, I'm sure if you ask my ex-wife, she'll you're give just you a the one paying the story. It makes sense. Well, well, in Australia, I'm not paying. Oh, okay. There you go. See, so in Australia, it's free. Yeah, you're paying indirectly because they take it out of your fucking salary. Well the whole country is contributing, which makes sense. Also, you're a smoker. So someone else's child, I'm contributing to, right? Through my sure. taxes. So we're all helping each other. That kind of makes sense. Fuck them. <laughs> but let me tell you, let me tell you. So when, when, when my firstborn son, Ali, uh -huh. was born in Australia, obviously government experience, right? It felt way more private and VIP and luxury than any private hospital you'd give me in Bahrain. A okay. hundred times more. And you know what happens? Like, okay, so on the day that he was born, right? By the way, over there, they give you the option. Do you want like a water birth at home, you know, or do you want to come to the clinic? People can, you know, some people are into water births, right? Um, where they put you in a tub and stuff like that. But then they'll send the nurse over to watch it over for you and take you through that whole process, a M midwife. My mom had her firstborn son uh, in home birth because she, home, home birth because she was so worried that they'd get the children like mixed up in yeah. the hospital. Yeah. yeah, mixed up. Yeah, that's like that was her well, fear. Was there was there some case that happened at the time? Because I remember the, the 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 I've heard of maybe like a one-off case, but you know how like you're talking about your mum, so we're talking about many years ago before internet days, right? Sure. Where it was like my mom, if a big news came out, the whole world would be like, oh my god, right? My, I mean, we were talking about my mom. Her my brother as an, uh, was born when she was sixteen or fifteen. So my mom started early having kids. Kudos. And um, so she was telling me that during the time, this was just 
after the Second World War, 1960s, well, af just after, 20 years after, um, there, there was a lot of, of, of mix-ups. Yeah. And uh, just recently, there was an article I remember reading. Which country was this, by the way? This was in Germany. And, Germany. But, uh, but her son would be like a different color. Well, my mom is German. To the oh, your mom's German. She's my half-brother. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, what was I about to say? Yeah. So, I just re recently read in a newspaper that a nurse on her deathbed admitted that she switched close to 5,000 children. You know what? I, I think I've read that. H how do you, like, deal with somebody like that? That is insane. Um, and I think, as in our culture anyway, you know, when, when, a, when a birth happens, we're very close by, by the way. So we're, we're watching, you know, so like, yeah, the woman's giving birth, right? And that's very difficult. But as a man, you're watching, where is this kid going? Like, you know, you're monitoring the situation because obviously it's, very, it's a very delicate situation. But yeah, that's insane, like, you know, to have these birth swap uh, situations. Um, but coming back to this point that when Ali was born, the first, by the way, there's something they did that no one does in Bahrain. And I didn't even know this was a thing. Thing is, they walk you through the process, right? So they explain to you every step. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. So when, she, when he was born, I was in the room, by the way. In Bahrain, they kick you out of the room. In Bahrain, they're like, oh, uh, mothers only, midwife, you know, aunties, whatever. Bring the woman in, you know? I like the that. Man, the man going. I like you know that. I, mean? I like that. You know what? I have to agree with Bahrain on this. <laughs> Talk about backpedaling. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Once you have this vision, it's very hard to take. It's like burnt in your memory. It's like, it's something that men should not really see. I agree with that. I don't think everything in the world needs to be seen. Okay. I, I can agree with that. Uh, uh, but anyway, you know, they're all about that connection. So cool. I was in the room, saw it happen, but it made me cry. You know, when you actually see the physical delivery of your child sure i never cried by the way i was in tears like a baby and then immediately they take the baby and they put they put him on the mother right to start uh getting milk hmm. why because they're like if the kid doesn't start suckling immediately they might never okay right which is very interesting okay so this is not something that happens here this is a theory this is a scientific theory they have there but this is the reason why, okay, if we go to our culture, which no one actually does, but you know, the prophet would say, uh, give, put, give, it, give the child a date immediately. You know, mm. just get it suckling something. Mm. Because if a child doesn't suckle, it might never suckle. That's how they did with my uncle. In what sense? Like I, my, because my dad comes from Anets, uh, a small town near Jabail. And uh, my grandmother, I think she had like six or seven kids, yeah. but only about three survived. I mean, we're talking about an era before electricity was, was going out and about. Yeah. And so they didn't, in that village, they didn't even have like a proper doctor. Yeah. And we're talking about a lady who, who you know, God bless her heart, when, when she saw a s eclipse, yeah. she would take out pants yeah. and hit them because to, to drive away Bad omens. Bad omens. Yeah. So, so I'm sure that happened. I'm 100% sure you, you that happened. It's, really, my it's really interesting that because, you know, like how much truth or not are in these theories. Um, I believe that there's a lot of truths in some of these theories. Like, for example. The pan uh, hitting? I don't think there's I mean, a lot I mean, of. I don't know about the pan hitting, but I mean, like, for example, there's the also thing, the yeah. um, shave the head, the kid's hair off when he's born. I don't know about that. So he gets better growing hair later. This is actually comes from a hadith from the Prophet. 
right? So I did it anyway. I don't, I, I don't, I don't doubt it. I, I don't know if it's true or not. I don't sure. know. I don't know the science behind it. I'm like, let me just do it anyway. So did they did, did they do that in the Bahrain hospital? Did not, I did that. You did that. Like yeah. So to I, both like, your kids in Australia. It's nothing to do with the with the government. Like, sure. It's something I did. Okay. Like just okay. Let's test this theory out. What do I have to lose anyway? You know sure. what I mean? Kid loses hair for a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, mashallah, they have amazing hair at the moment. So well, whether, clearly, whether, it, whether, it didn't whether, work whether, out with me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like maybe someone didn't shave my hair either. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was like the the Australian process like with with the whole childbirth thing? Were you then like there for a couple of days, then they left you out, or how was it? Is there no, a difference? Okay, that, in that, that's, that's the interesting thing. So you have the baby. Um, she's there a couple of days, go home. When you go home, they don't leave you alone. So they send out a nurse to your house like once a week or once every two weeks mm. to just check on you, make sure you know what you're doing, make sure you know how to feed, make sure you know how to change the pampers, the diapers, everything. So they take you step by step through the process after birth, which is amazing. That's what I'm telling you, which mm. obviously you're not going to get that experience here because in a private clinic, that'd be a cost, right? So in a, in, a, in a public setting, sure. that's just a value add. And so they give you that for like a month and then they have support groups of women who have given birth around in your area. And you can go, the, the, the women can go meet up once a week in a support group, you know, take notes off each other and all of this stuff. Like that is incredible, you know, and you get all of that complimentary plus the cherry on top, they pay you five grand. To have a kid. To have a kid. Okay. So you just get, here you go, five grand cash. Thanks for having a kid. Okay. And, and then people start abusing that, obviously, yeah. as you'd imagine. And you know, don't want to be discriminatory, but mostly it's uh, the ethnic groups that start abusing that, start having 10 kids and buying plasma TVs instead. I love it. So, so, so what they did instead was like, okay, how do we control this? Mm. Again, very smart, very clever. Like instead of giving you the five grand, they'll still give you five grand, but they'll pay you in installments every two weeks until the five grand's paid to make sure you're not buying a car instead of actually buying diapers or food for your child. It's interesting because that 5K isn't free, right? I mean, you're it's paying a percentage free. to it. What do you mean? I mean, if you're earning an income in that country, you're taxed on it, right? And that 5K must be coming from your, not just everyone's taxes, but also from Listen, your personal every taxes. Every country in the world outside of the Middle East is taxed. Most countries, like 90% of the world is taxed. If you're living in the UK, America, anywhere in Europe, you know what I mean? You're paying tax. Everyone is paying tax. So what I'm comparing this to is a tax-paying country versus a tax-paying country. I'm not comparing it to a non-tax-paying country. Okay. And I'm saying the benefits you get in Australia is way higher than any of these other tax-paying countries. Okay, okay, okay. If that makes sense. So you're sense. comparing West apple, to West. apples and apples. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I, not, I'm not comparing it to Bahrain where you're not paying any income tax, right? But don't you feel like it's such a nanny state? Now they said like you can't even buy cigarettes after, if you were born after a certain year, they're like, no, 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 we're not going to sell any more cigarettes to 18 year olds. Do you know what? Because they're increasing the age limit every I'm a, year. I'm a smoker. Sure. And when I first went to Australia, the last time I lived there, a pack of cigarettes would, would cost me like, $10, $11, something like that. 5BD, basically. 5BD, something like that. By the time I left, it was $25 for the same pack of cigarettes. Fuck off. Because of the tax. Yeah. And then when it comes to shisha, so before, uh, like, you know, the, the small pack of masa that you would get, mm. shisha tobacco, that used to be $10. Mm. Then they changed the law and said, instead of charging you based on the nicotine, we're going to charge you based on weight. So that $10 pack ended up becoming like, 
100 bucks or something crazy like 50 bucks you know 50 dollars from 10 dollars that's insane but as a smoker i have to say i would never encourage anyone to smoke okay i mean i smoke right okay. and but if i could go back in time and choose whether I'd smoke or not. You know, we all start this at an early age. Hmm. We know it's not good for our health. Sure. Forget the health side. It's also going to cost you money. Okay. It makes you smell, whatever. You know what I mean? So I would not want my kids to smoke. So I'm not against this in the sense of I can you see- You love really autocratic society. No. The sound I, of it. I, Jesus I, Christ. I, I can see the benefit of building a future generation, right? Yeah. So they say, show me great mothers and I'll show you a great nation. Okay. Right. I never heard this, but let's pretend so. It, okay. It was actually a very famous uh, feminist who wrote that. I can't no, imagine. No, I can't no, imagine no, Milton no. Freeman writing that. No, no. This this is actually like it's not Napoleon. I don't know. It's a very ancient thing. <laughs> anyway, you can you we'll Google it later. <laughs> <clears throat> Dan, Lou, look yeah, it up. Can, can you please uh, look it up? Like, show me. I already have you on fucking uh, Insta. Hey, you, got, you got the whole Joe Rogan set up here. I'm right? telling you, man. This is the nice part. If you're an audio listener, we'll, we'll, we'll read it out for you. Who's it by? Who's it by? Show and me I'm, great... And I'm looking for an old, old... Show me great mothers and I will show you... Cool. And, I'll, and I'll give you... I'll give me a good away. mother... Female ed- education. Uh-huh. No shit. <laughs> no, by, by the way, Napoleon, see? Where was it? The, Where do you the, see the it? The first link. That's just an image. Uh, there's no, above that, there's text, right? Very famous give me, from Napoleon. Give me a good mother. Dude, I, I mean, if it comes from a website called Blogspot, no, no, I'm is, not going to take it as well. It, it, it's actually everywhere. So it is Napoleon, right? So, All right. Let's, and and let's it's true it is. because it's how you nurture society uh-huh. will change the world, right? So yeah. why, what, I mean, what does that really mean? It means let me educate and bring up your kids in a certain way today and that will change the future tomorrow, right? Because they are the future. We're not. We're the dinosaurs going out. Now, if you think about that, where is our world today? What do you think would be the next 10, 20, the next generation? And then I'm, I'm so worried about the next generation let alone the generation after that. I mean, if you look at like, I'm sorry to say, even even my, like, you know, my own kid's generation. Okay. Am I speaking Pe- to Gary Vee here? What, sorry. People are, people are becoming dumber and dumber and dumber through like m- the way the media forces them to be. And what do I mean by that? It's like, okay, if you look at TikTok today. TikTok's oh, okay, a great we're example. getting into this. Okay. So okay. we started, we started a couple of years back. Uh, I'll take you to an interesting time. So we started, so I came to Bahrain 12, 13 years ago, something like that. And what, when I was doing my marketing thing, you know, I was working with Zane, right? Zane had wanted to give away a phone for a competition. And they were like, okay, how do we give away this phone? And it was a social media competition. I said, you know what? Let the contestants send us a video saying why they deserve to get this Blackberry. Ooh. It was a Blackberry giveaway. Ooh. People be like, haram, bro. You want women to come on a video on the internet and show their face and say why they should get a phone? Then just, haram. Don't, accept, then just don't accept the female applicants. Listen, that <laughs> was, no, but it's not even the point. The point is that was 10 years ago. 
what are we seeing today? Okay. Compare that mindset to the mindset today. Okay. So we started with, can't even put your picture online. It's against culture and it's against society. Then video, no way you could do your video because you're going to show the voice and you're going to show more characteristics. No way, totally banned, right? And, you know, I'm a very out there. I was like, videos for me were normal. Lou, give me a whiskey and Coke. Thank you, Lou. Right? So imagine 10 years ago to be, for a woman to come on video was seen as like haram in society here. I've come from Australia, bro. To me, I'm like, bro, it's so normal. You know what I mean? But for them, it's like, no, you can't do it. Okay. What are we seeing today? You know, we went from that 10 years ago. So Uh we're not going to the ancient times here. Okay. And then five years later, cool. um, Instagram came. Now we have photos, you know, normal photos. Cool. Now these photos become, you know, more and more provocative in one sense. Okay. Because the world is becoming more provocative. I have this confused face on my face because this sounds like cognitive dissonance. One moment you're telling me about how you like encouraging it is for women to be on camera. And the next moment you're telling me, oh, you know, Andrew Tate is like philosophy is on the fucking point. What what I'm trying to, I I don't think you should be confused because I'm actually trying to explain to you. Let's hear it. The timeline. Okay. Of what actually happened. Okay. So I'm saying in 10 years, and I'm talking about in the Middle East, we went from can't be on camera to, okay, now we've got photos on, online and through Instagram, was it photo app? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So everyone's sharing pictures and stuff. To now, then it came videos, cool. Now we've, TikTok is just like the attention span. I'm talking about not just being provocative, but the attention span. Have you ever gone on TikTok lives? I have to talk about this. And do you, do you ever browse TikTok lives? I try not to. In the Middle East. I try not to, but yeah, I have. Do you ever see the provocative stuff I'm talking about? I have never, like, I won't lie to you. On, on my TikTok person, per, on this company's TikTok or my personal one, I don't get anything from regional. Not your personal. I'm just saying, okay. If you, I, I don't get I anything browse. regionally. So, so the algorithm doesn't show me anything regionally. It's not I, like I'm purposely not, like... No, no, I, I get it. I get it. And, I, and, I, and what I'm So t- that's what I'm trying to understand. What yeah, do they so, show? So, what, so what, what are what people I'm, doing so, here? So I'm saying it's amazing how human behavior has changed. So we started with, no, we're too respectful to even put content out there. We don't want people to look at us or judge us or whatever. Mm. To now it's okay to put content out there. To now it's okay to push the envelope on content out there. To now let's start begging people to send us a flower or a coin by showing... Pussy? Obviously not pussy, right? Because you know, <laughs> I, I will show you account. I will show you account where they're wearing the niqah okay. just on the face. Would you like a top up from your coke, by the way? Sure. Uh, actually, not not right now. Not right now. Up to you, dude. Still full. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. So so it's like <laughs> you're seeing like a woman with a niqah on her on her face. And then everything hanging out. Okay. Like, oh, send me a flower, send me bakshish or whatever the, it is in that TikTok community that they do. Okay. Which is basically send me tips. Okay. You know, you can pay people. Yeah. People make a living off doing live streams on TikTok. Do they really? Yeah, because you actually... How much money are we talking about? All right, so people can send from like $2 to $50 to $100. No, no, how much like money is a creator generally making? All right, so I don't know the specifics. Here, yeah, yeah, how yeah. much creators generating. I know from a friend who does this, 
but not like actually has a proper account. Oh, okay. okay. Which I would call a respectful account. Okay. I thought you had like a friend. I'm dying. I'm dying to get a thousand followers to go live. Why? Because I see these people go live, start speaking to random people on lives where they're begging for coins. Sure. And I just want to go on the channel and set them straight. What? (laughs) Okay. Do you know they have this? Have you ever seen the TikTok competitions? Yeah. When they're live. Yeah. Come on, guys! Come on! You know. The, those um, stickers that they're getting is okay. money in their pocket. No, no, I understand that part, but I'm, I'm confused with the part of, of you being like, oh, fuck yeah, I want to fucking like get this live feature so I can check out girls who are naked. Not because they're naked, but so I can set them straight about being yeah, naked. No, no. That's I, the I, part I, I'm I, like, what? I, I watch these lives and I'm yeah. like, someone's going to have a conversation here. Okay. I would love to do that, but we're, we're gonna cut this part and we're gonna fucking post this as the perfect like story piece. <laughs> Tell me more about this girls you like watching naked on, on TikTok. Now, have you never? By the way, have you actually never seen this? It doesn't show up on my feed. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not fucking with you. If you see it, excuse the. I was gonna say you'll pull your hair out. Sure, <laughs> but that's not an issue <laughs> with me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, no, no, but, but there's, there's some actual cr- like like I cringe. I, cringe. I don't I don't doubt it. Like listen, I don't doubt it. I know that like fucking uh, Twitter, like their one of the hashtags is like massage parlor or something like that. That's constantly like trending here in Bahrain area. Bro, it's my problem with this whole thing. I mean, people can do what they want. Right? Uh, and I'm not here to tell people what they should or shouldn't do. Hey, you're not stopping someone from income, right? I'm not stopping anyone from income. They can all do what they want. My, the whole reason I brought this up is because I said, what is my kid's generation going to be? And what is their kid's generation going to be? So if we've got in a short, in the span of 10 years from can't do anything, can't person anything, everything's haram, mm. to now going all out, mm. right? And that's 10 years. Mm. What the hell is the next 20 years going to look like? And if you actually speak out about this, so like, for example, even if you did clip this today, you're going to see people backlashing. Oh my God, he's against women, he's against freedom, against whatever. Okay. When I'm just saying be respectful. Okay. So let me ask you this then. If you're an average dude, you know, earning an average income in Bahrain, which is what, like about 20K salary, 10K salary? No. I, I mean, well, 10K maybe. 10K. I, I, I would, okay, let's call it monthly. I would say the average salary here maybe is 500 dinars. So 500 dinars, fine. So let's say the average is 500 and and um, you you have a daughter who goes on OnlyFans and is earning 100K no a way, month. No bro. Like, a month. Listen. How, how, like, how are you going to control that daughter? Do by, you get what I'm by, saying? By being a good father. I don't know if you can control... I, I think you're either going to be a good father, you're going to be a good husband in that case because a lot of the, a lot of the only fan chicks have husbands sure okay but okay let's talk about but, but, let's, I, let's actually talk about this as a father i would never accept this that's fine but i cannot force it because we're not living in some ancient time right so i have to be able to educate enough Sh- to, sure to hopefully have brought her up with values that she wouldn't want to I hear you. I do. I do. But this is why I'm just trying to really hone in and, and really sniper on this issue is that if you're earning 500 BD a month and your daughter is earning a hundred fucking K, yeah. that's a very difficult conversation to have with your daughter who has so much financial sure. power over sure. you. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And I get you. You can be there and be like, hey, you know what? This is how I'm. But, but you know but, what? But this you know is what? Morally can I reverse this conversation on sure. you then? Um, 
let's say you had a daughter on OnlyFans doing 100K. Mm. Right? Which, by the way, most of them don't do 100K. So let's say they do like 10K. Fine. That's still a fuck. So, so good. It's so great, right? <laughs> Um, but for them to make that 10K, obviously, you know what they need to do. Sure. They need to, they need to show themselves. Sure. And do these weird videos, etc. And for them to even get those fans onto OnlyFans who pay means they need to publicly on the free platforms show even more skin, do even more. Reddit, uh, Twitter, whatever. Twitter, whatever. They need to market that platform, right? Sure. Listen, at the end of the day, uh, you opening an OnlyFans account and being naked doesn't mean you make money. That's absolutely right? true. Marketing is still everything. Sure. So you still need to market yourself. Okay. Still need to be that highlight that people so want to pay thirty dollars a month for. So, so what you're saying is that you need to DM your cousins, your uncles, Ooh. like. <laughs> what, what, what I'm saying, what, I, what, I, what I'm saying is, <laughs> my business is marketing, and I know, and I'm like, look, if if a girl came today, made an OnlyFans account, she's not making any money unless. Her free accounts have enough exposure and views. Yeah, I get that. Fair enough. It's a marketing game. But for her to get there, she would obviously have to do a lot that the father that you're talking about wouldn't be happy with. Sure. Right? Now, if we're talking purely financially here, right? And that's what you, that's what you actually brought up. So it's 100K versus 500 dinars, right? What is the father going to say? By the way, I'm sure a lot of fathers would be like, cool, go for it. No, no, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not talking about it from a moralistic standpoint. I'm just saying- No, it's a difficult conversation. It's, it's very hard for the dad to be like, no, you're not going to do this when your daughter has so much financial she doesn't power. Need to listen, she doesn't need to listen to you. That's the scary part to me. She's got her freedom. That is so scary. Because she can, she's driving her Ferrari, chilling. All right, dad, not interested. I'm going to go buy my own house right now as I get my five-star hotels and, um, and when I'm traveling on my private jet. That's you what I'm can saying. be unhappy if you want. That's what I'm saying. That's what scares me so much. That is scary. That is scary. From, like, I don't, I'm not a parent, obviously, but that would be scary to me is that, you know, you'd, you have zero say at that point, uh, right? It's super scary. And, and, and the worst part is with that kind of like influence and power, she can ruin your life, which is even I mean, worse. Obviously, obviously she's your daughter, so she's not going to ruin your life. But oh. it is a very scary thought that with the wrong, and this is my whole, How does this that is actually the whole point of this conversation is that once everything gets normalized. Sure. Right? See, I believe that if you cross a line once, and when I say cross a line, I mean, I'm talking about your own morals and your own value, right? It doesn't have to be illegal. Okay. Just whatever your morals and values are. You cross that line once, the, that line doesn't exist anymore. Now it's, that becomes normal. Then you cross a new line, then that becomes normal. Then, and, and so on and so forth, right? Okay. So with the, um, the, the fear and the, the scary thought that you're saying is like, okay, so, if I post X today, oh, it's a bit out there, isn't it? Oh, but now it's normal because I already did it. And now society, by the way, I'm talking about as a society as a whole. Okay, from a but macro like, perspective. From a macro perspective. No, I'm not judging anyone individually, right? So on a macro perspective, this is normal. So for today, for example, if we're not living in the Middle East and you said, uh, the, we met a girl and she has an OnlyFans account, we'd be like, awesome, you're cool, you rock. We're already there, by the way. You having an OnlyFans account does not affect your reputation. In fact, in a lot of ways, you get more clout from it. You know what I mean? Everyone's people, if you watch YouTube, mm. right? What's going on? Like, you know, normal YouTube, the popular channels in the West, they're like, oh man, she has an OnlyFans, she's making a million a month. She's seen as a top G. 
But what are you offering to that girl then? Nothing. What am I offering her? Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, like this what do you is, mean? This is this is like like men have to bring something to a relationship, right? And it used to be that the burden of finance used to be on men. Men had to make sure that procurement, that people ate, sure. right? Sure. That whole like whole dialogue sure. is gone. So what asset are you bringing to that girl for to be like, oh, I need to fucking date this. Fucking I know, but, 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 but that's the thing. Like, I need to date Tony. No, <laughs> right? I, I wouldn't want to be with that girl, period. Right? Sure. But I'm saying I still have my intrinsic values where if I'm serious about someone, I wouldn't want them to be out there. Okay. I'm not saying they should be hidden. I'm saying they should be normal, respectful as much as I am. Right? But I wouldn't want her to be naked on the internet, okay. right? For everyone to see and be like, they'd be like, oh, that's Hussein's wife or girlfriend or whatever. Okay. That's, to me, I still have values and that's a disrespect. That's a cheap girl, as far as I'm concerned. A cheap girl is getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. That's how I would define it. Yeah. Right? And, and they look you, 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 you want to talk about feminism, you want to talk about equal rights or whatever, go get a real job, go hustle, go make your money in a way that's respectful. And I can already hear the dialogue in my head because they're going to be like, well, you broke ass son of a bitch. Yeah, you broke it. You broke it. I'm earning your fucking yeah, yearly but salary. Them, but let them go meet a dude who's okay with it. You know, like. There's for every woman, there's a man, and for every man, there's a woman. I do believe that. Dude, I, from Liverpool, I used to know this guy. Hey, Adam. Best of luck to you in life. Uh, he was telling me about his dream in life was to just marry a rich girl and then just be taken care of. Yeah. And I was like, dude, there is nothing that you can bring to this relationship that that girl would would want to date you. What, what is it that you're going to bring to her? Right? I mean, what, you're not... What value you adding? What value are you adding, right? I mean, if she's just looking for cock, she can find it from a lot more handsomer guys than you fucking Adam, who has a Liverpudlian accent. So, I don't that, get that. 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 that is a funny point you bring up, because... It's a value proposition. I don't think... You're an Andrew Tate man. So you I, I, don't, I, yeah, I don't think women, mm -hmm. specifically, are with a guy, because you brought up the cock <laughs> women are not specifically with a guy for either the physical appearance or like you know everyone, Ooh, all, i don't know about listen that. the whole red pill community tries to push this high value man and every woman wants a high value man etc etc but i think at the end of the day maybe these are points that would attract the woman to him in the first place to have a conversation with him but women are very emotional creatures meaning if they love someone, they're loyal to that person, right? They're not like, they're not like men, where it's like with men, it's like you're with a girl and then you see a hot, even if she's not even hotter, you're still going to be like, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one, you know? And you're, you're like almost like animal instinct. You can move around. Whereas for a woman to sleep with someone, she has to have some sort of emotional feeling to him. And normally when she has that feeling to him, it's a lot to do with his personality as well. And then she becomes loyal to that person, you know, during that time. And, and if she does cheat on him, it's because the man has done something wrong in this relationship that she's now not happy with. It's probably taken time for him doing it constantly. You know what I mean? That she just doesn't want to be with him anymore. And that's why she's cheated. She's cheated not because she wants to cheat on the side. She's cheated because she wants to leave. I don't know if that's true. Whereas a man will cheat and still come back. I, kn I knew this girl. I'm not going to say her name um, because I'm, I'm nice in that way. But I know her very well, and she was dating five to six guys at the same time. 
And yeah, but and that's the minority. My point is that's the minority. Do you think that's the minority? I think that's the minority. I think this is very typical. I think, no, no, I think, I don't know about you or this sure. girl that you're talking about. But Have I you think, been to I'm, London? But, 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 I, but I think women do date multiple guys. I, I do agree with that. It's happening. Whilst they're looking for the right guy. So the reason they're dating multiple guys because they're not sure about one specific guy. So they're waiting to see, because like, oh, should I settle with him? Oh, maybe that one's better. Or, but maybe that one's better. But my point wasn't that they can't date multiple guys. It's that they tend to sleep with one. No, 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 no. And if, no. And, and, okay, in your, in your situation, what you're talking about, that is the minority. No, I think this is, like you just brought up, right? That, that normalization on TikTok and OnlyFans and all this kind of stuff. I'm just taking a step further. I think you're seeing the normalization of sexual freedom in, in, in womanhood. You've, we've seen this since the late 80s, you know? Sex in the City was a great contributor for that whole segmental shift in women's thinking. Uh, the idea of, 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 like, that a guy would be comfortable with any number of a woman have slept with a dude is, to me, mental. You don't seem to understand what the, the just idea said of that. the guy what Me like that that the woman would say like oh you know I've had sex with fifty dudes and oh, yeah. the love of my life is not going to care that to me is would you care hundred and ten percent so if she has a high body count you would care hundred and ten percent oh you're not going to be like that was the past and that's it dude all that fucking dick that she went through she, all that drama <laughs> she went through she still has that somewhere in her but 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 is that why. Because you care, and is that what forces them to lie? Is that what forces them to lie? Because they don't have to be honest. They could just give you a fake number. Like, they could say, like, oh, sure, I, but I, I feel I'm, like sure, I'm sure you must have heard this story before. Okay. I, not now, but in your younger years, right? Uh, I think I'm not a virgin because I went horse riding. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've heard that yeah, before, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we've all heard yeah, that yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? I'll say the same thing as I said back then. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was a stallion, no like, less. Listen, of listen, course. Listen. At 18, 16, you could kind of believe that story. You know what I mean? But that's not a story to say later. But my point is the reason she even brought up that story is because you were judging her. Good. There's nothing wrong with being judged. <laughs> People need to be judged more, if anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think this whole society, this free, like, safe space and all this kind of stuff is, is a good thing. Like, I don't, I'm a fat guy, and I don't believe that fat people should fucking be on, on magazines and fashion vlogs and stuff like that. It should not be normalized. <laughs> I'm, I can't attest to that. Well, I can't you, believe that. Do you know what? Do you know what? You bring up a good point. So you don't think fat people should be on magazines and you're fat. That's what you're Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. But if they're, if, let, let me correct that. If they're famous because they're funny, if they're yeah. achievements, yeah. something yeah. great, but yeah. they should not be rewarded because they grow fat. That's that to me is insane. What made you makes you then stay fat? Because I don't give a shit. So, the, but then you don't want to be like just rewarded for being yourself. No, but I don't want people to. I so you don't want to glamorize. Say, it's, like, you we're we're miscommunicating. We're miscommunicating saying. here. I'm saying that fashion models. I'm saying movie stars who purpose of looking good on screen. Yeah. It should not be normalized that, oh, you know what? This fat bitch or this fat dude is, is like a hero because he's fat. That should not be <laughs> the, the, the topic here, right? You should be a hero for fucking like working. For, for other characteristics. You're just saying not based on looks is what you're saying. Uh, if, if he's fat because he's a good businessman, if he's fat because he's- That's fine. That's fine. I don't give a shit. But you can't be famous for being fat. That's my problem here. Do you know what? 
I have to say something, but I don't Let's know. Hear how, I don't know how people will take this, right? And I've heard this from other people, and and I had to agree with it because uh-huh. I was fat. Okay. Right. So when I talk, I was fat. Like, even, so one former fat guy to a current fat guy. What I, are you telling I, I, me? I mean, look. I mean, I'm, my weight's always been a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So I, I go through like fat, thin, fat, thin, fat, thin, constantly in my life. Sure. I mean, it's been a battle forever. Sure. Right. Um, but I mean, obviously, whenever I'm losing the battle is because I realize because of myself. Okay. Right. I mean, I it's, I don't, wouldn't say it's. I have, this, I have these genes where it's like I can gain weight fast and I can lose weight fast. Sure. Which is a nightmare. And, but, but there's one thing that really stuck with me. Mm. And it's like when, when like, for example, people like Bradley and others are like, I would not do a business with, I would not do business with a fat guy. Mm. I'd be like, why? Well, like, if you can't even control, if you can't even control that, his weight, mm. then what discipline does he have in the rest of his life? Mm. And that really hit me. And I was like, you know what? That is kind of true because if I'm not committed enough to go to the gym every day, Mm. to watch what I'm putting in my mouth, Mm. how the hell am I going to run every other part of my life? And as soon as I put that in my own mind as a fat guy, I said, no more. Sure. I haven't taken a day off. Like I'll do some kind of exercise every day. Sure. Right. Even if it's 20 minutes, doesn't matter. I'll just do something and I'll be consciously thinking about what I'm eating because my body is my temple and my temple I can control. So I have full control of that. I can't blame anyone else for that. So yes, um, I, I thought that was a really interesting point because in business, as you know, you have businesses yourself. Discipline is everything. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't I, say. I mean, listen, I, you I would, could love other things so much that you like it doesn't matter. No, 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 no. It's not. I'm going. I'm not going in eh, because I don't think discipline matters. I think what matters more than discipline is having the right people. And I, I learned that in myself, running businesses and working as consultancy and everything else, is that the the more force you put in controlling because you think you know the best the less you're going to grow because it's a company is only as good as its people that work inside that of it. That is so true. Right? And, and, and so the discipline shouldn't be the discipline of, hey, you know what? I need to make sure that I'm every day on the office at this point or doing this or doing that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking about that. That's good points. But, but sorry, let me just finish. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is that what, what is really good discipline is being able to take a step back, which is a lot harder to do, and, and letting your team take charge and giving people the opportunity of being like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to micromanage you. I'm not going to go through every single like fucking publication, email you're going to go through, you've done. I'm not going to sit there and listen to phone calls that you're doing on, on sales and stuff like that. I could be doing that, but I, I know that I need to trust you enough so you can grow and be who you are and all that kind of stuff. That's all. Bro, you're a fucking legend. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that coming from? No, no, I'll tell you why. Because what you're saying is just hitting like a nail on the head and it hit like a point a real soft spot in my in my life and you know i used to be a very controlling freak but not but but not in the way you think <coughs> so i would have teams and when something's not getting done the way i want it to get done i have this i mean it's this bad thing inside of me is that i could teach myself stuff so i might have no idea how to edit a video how to design a logo or how to make a website and program or how to cook 
whatever in a restaurant. Like this is not my area of expertise. But because I, when it's not done my way and I'm like, I need to get it done. I'm like, instead of empowering them further, this is my previous self we're mm. talking about. Instead of empowering them further, you need training, go, you know, send them other places, upgrade them, upskill them, bring other people. I'll be like, you know what? I get impatient and I'm like, fuck it. I'll just do it myself. And then I'll go teach myself how to cook, how to program, how to whatever. And I end up doing it, which is all great because you get a short-term win. But in the long term, you end up in the trenches and you always lose. You need a team that you can just, that's it. Just get it done. I would take it a step further sure. than you. Sorry to interrupt you. I would take it a step further than you. Because if you're running a team that way, you end up in this terrible position where the team stops taking initiative and they just see you as the problem solver. 100%, bro. I got to tell you this. I've lived it. I've You've lived, lived it. it and, I've lived it. and I've lived it. And do you know what, do you know what happens? Instead of my team working for me, I end up working for them in order to make money to pay their salary instead of them making income to provide my business. I, I, there, it happens so often when I was working with you know, more localized teams and you know, when I would switch between companies like six months and, or three months and then move on. And I'd noticed the same pattern emerging where I would be sitting there and we'd have this project trying to get this done. And then by the end of whatever that term was, I, I realized, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm the one who's putting in 80% here. You know, when, when, when questions are coming up from the team, I'm the one answering it. When things are not getting done and drop it and, and things are left half-baked, I'm the one who's spending the weekend and finishing it. You know, it, it became so bad. I remember- So it, your life sucks at that point. It clicked for me when, when one of the staff that we had on the team to do a specific job just didn't feel like, like taking the extra step of finishing it because it was, they needed to do some Google research, right? Like God forbid. And then they just said, you know, uh, hey, Hamid, can you just like figure this out for me? And, and, then that's, you, and, and then you become that guy. And then that's when it clicked on me. And I was like, listen, you were- You're that guy. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, but you that's what I knew. But you ain't getting paid extra to be that guy, but you are just that guy, that rock that they can just come back to in a backup, you know? And Bro, like seriously? Leadership is definitely not fixing people's... Leadership is difficult. Uh, let me put it this way. Leadership is not, is not running, is not, is not fulfilling every task of every employee. That's not what leadership is supposed it's to not, be. It's not. And, and, and now, like, you know, like taking that into consideration, before I used to watch movies like Braveheart and whatever and be like these old war movies and I'd be like, look at those kings and leaders what pussies okay sitting in the back chilling in the castle while the soldiers are fighting and like doing the war you know what i mean if you were a man you'd go and do it yourself right mm. but that comes back exactly to your point mm. sometimes everyone just needs to do the role that they're best suited for right so if that you know it's like cool i might be the bravest i might be a samurai you know what i mean but if i'm going to go to war and I might be a samurai. I'm not Superman at the end of the day, mm. right? I'll kill a few, you know, but then what, right? Then, then the leader dies in that process. But yes, it's being able to have your generals, have your soldiers, go to war, right? And that, it, it's not being weak okay. to lead and to command and to have strategy sure. is my point. I, I forgot who, who said this. Um, uh, the young die for their cause, the old live it. 
<laughs> it, it's it, so true. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Oh. Can we cut for a second? Go for it. I need to smoke. Take your time, boy. All right, guys. So I want to say something here before we continue the show. Sure. I want to give a shout out to mm. Dan the Man. And if he's not recording this bit, then that's his fault because mm. I was going to post this on all my channels. That you have an amazing, amazing team here. Thank you. And Dan the Man is the guy. Dan is actually so good. People have tried poaching him in front of me. That's really? how good he is. And, and does he not take the job? No, I tell him, take it. Take it and run. And wh why is he not taking it? He is. Dan the Man, you leaving? No. Why, why are you staying? <laughs> I must be paying them well. Huh? I think I don't pay them well enough. To do, be honest. do you know what? Do you know what? Th 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 thanks, Dan the Man. But you know, this brings a funny, interesting topic. Mm. Not funny, but interesting. I had a problem in Bahrain. Let's hear it. So, problem in Bahrain? That's new. Go on. I've yeah, never heard totally of this. Totally new. Totally new. No, no, but let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you something that actually affected me business wise, mm -hmm. or potentially affected me business wise. But I'm ready to battle, right? So what happened was, I used to have an agency called H2M. That was mm -hmm. the first company I set up in Bahrain. And H2M ran that for like eight years, nine years. Okay. Funny thing about H2M, it was like a marketing agency, which became a design agency, which then became a digital-only agency. It started with a thousand emails. And I don't, before I actually get to the point of this, but let, do you know why it's called H2M? I mean, it sounds like a fancy term that you would use for an agency like JWT or whatever. You know, everyone uses acronyms. Hassan to Well, something? my name's Hussein. Hussein, so sorry. Hussein. nice to know my name. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Hussein to something? Yeah, sure. So in Australia. <laughs> what does it stand for? <laughs> Tony, I don't understand. Listen, my uh, what, what, what's my name? What's my name, by the way? Hussein. Ahmed. What's what's my surname? Hussein Ham Hazan Hazan. Has Clip it? this, bro. Clip this. No, I'm telling you. We're gonna keep it in. We're gonna use it as a story. I know you should clip it. Yeah. I don't even know my name. So what, how do I pronounce I your last I thought, name? I thought you like research your guess a little bit. Yeah, I, but my word, my pronunciation is shit. Can you can you put my channel on so at least my name is there? Yeah, there Hassan you go. Hussaini. That's my name. Hussein Husseini. Yeah, Hussein Husseini. Okay. <laughs> so H two H was the the show. I, anyway, I, I'll, I'll do this again because because right. for the clip it wouldn't make sense. Okay. All right. So H two M was it called? H two M no? was the name of my agency. Okay. My name's Hussein. Okay. Hussein Husseini. Okay. In Australia, people found that weird. Okay. So they would call me H2. Because they're like, you're Hussein Squared. <laughs> okay. 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 So I'm Hussein Squared, right? Hussein Hussein. Yes. Make all those fun. Okay. So anyway, my agency was called H2M. I met an Australian guy in Bahrain. And why the and one? And his name was Matthew. Okay. So when we put the names together, it was... H2, Hussein Hussein, Matthew. H2M. Oh, so convoluted. Okay, got it, got it, got but it. But that's where the name came from, right? Got it. So me and Matthew, we were building a business before marketing stuff and before any of the Talabats or Jahaz or whatever. What is your favorite food delivery app? Uh, I don't know. Talabat, I guess. Talabat, fine. Before Talabat, right? So we, we set out on a mission 
to make the first food delivery website in the Middle East. Okay. We were ahead of our time. And so we're programming this and making this, blah, blah, blah. We're about to go live in like six months. And then Matthew quit. What did Matthew do? So Matthew was a banker. And in Bahrain. In Bahrain. Okay. And he got a new job. In Bahrain? In Bahrain. He, he worked for Unicorn Investment Bank. Okay. So I'm kind of outing people here right now. Okay. But who cares? Because I don't know Unicorn and he used to work for them. I don't, don't even me. fucking know Unicorn. Anyway, there's an investment company called Unicorn. They hired him. They paid him 5,000 dinars a month. Mm-hmm. We're talking 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. So 5,000 probably was like equivalent to 15 grand or whatever today. Right. And his job was simply because he has a legal background. Um, so they hired him technically as a lawyer. But then he found out what the truth was of why they hired him. And the reason they hired him was because they hired him to fire people. Oh, that's nice. But you're a lawyer, right? Find a reason to get rid of these people without them coming back to us later. Oh, you mean like like uh, no pay, no benefits termination, basically? No, no, he's getting paid five grand. No, he was firing people. To, oh, yeah, yeah, to get to rid of them without benefits. benefits. Yes, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. So that's what they hired him for. He didn't know that. He thought they literally hired him for legal purposes. And three months in, they're like, oh my God, he's like Hussein, they just want me to fire people and find excuses and reasons to fire them. Fucking love it. You should hire me. I'm good at that fucking shit. That was my favorite thing to do. Bro, Matthew, G up Matthew, by the way, if you're watching, Mm -hmm. he was an atheist. Mm-hmm. You know, Matthew was an atheist. Okay. And religion's got nothing to do with this. But That's the, what I was about to say. But there's a reason why I bring it up is because when me and Matthew set up the business together, uh-huh. he gave me one condition. He gave the condition, not me. He was the money man. I was the brains of the effort. Mm-hmm. I didn't put money in. He did. Mm-hmm. And he said, Hussein, listen, if this business ever makes money, I have a clause in the contract and a condition. 20% of all the profits goes to any charity of your choice. I don't care if it's an Islamic charity or animals rights or AIDS or whatever it is. I don't care. But 20% goes to charity. Now, this is an atheist man mm-hmm. saying this. You can be you know what? It blew my mind because I'm like 20%. That's like in Shias and we call that khums. Mm-hmm. and he's not even religious and he's like yo let's give 20% I'm like cool cool anyway so Matthew got this job got the five G's he realized that they're hiring him to fire people so he said he quit he quit he's like I refuse to fire people for no reason well so there is quit. a reason they're, no, they're no, cu- they're no. Cu- they're, cu- they're cutting billables. I mean, that's the company's reason, but, yeah. but not a reason towards the staff. And you know what? Atheist or not, he was more humanitarian as an individual that sure. I met than any religious person I've ever met. Sure. And he's like, you know what I said? I quit. I'm going to quit this job. I'm going to go back to Australia. I'm done. And so he left. And I was like, Matthew, listen, bro, like I quit my job in order to do this thing. Can you leave one G in the company? That's all I ask. Yeah. Because I've got like office rent to pay. I've got bills to pay, which is more than a grand, but sure. just leave a grand. Give me like a lifeline of a grand. And you know what? 
man that he is, he did. He left me with 1,000 dinars. Hmm. So I had 1,000 dinars, no contacts, no idea where this business is going because this whole Taliban concept just died as soon as he walked out the door because we need to get paid, right? Can't wait for, there was no such thing as startups and tech. Like VC money. These words didn't even exist in those days. I'm in the Middle East. I'm yeah. a dinosaur, you know, I'm talking about the old days. Um, so I was like, you know, so this was G, now I need to just survive on this G. And that's what I did. I, I started calling people. I started black, I mean, so old. I started BBMing people, like Blackberry Messenger. Mm. I can make a website for you, bro. And anyway, his grand, God bless his soul, led me to build a company over in 12 months. Just me by myself in the office, pretending to be everyone. Because you know, it's like, how big is your team? Team, yeah, team is a word. But you know, like in Bahrain, they'll ask you, how big is your team? I'm like, yeah, I have a big team, but you're just bullshitting at the end of the day. Fake it till you make it. So I had five email addresses, you know, like it's like accounts at H2M, marketing at Dina. H2M, <laughs> PR H2M, sales at H2M. And I'll write different emails from different email addresses. And whenever a client says, can I come to your office? I'd be like, no, you can't. I'm out of the office at the moment, but I can come to your office. Obviously just to not get them come to our office, which had no action happening. Mm. But yeah, we grew it into a 25 man team in 12 months. And from nothing. With the 25 people that you currently have on staff, how many of them? Are no, I don't expats? currently have them. That okay. was back then. Okay. And how much currently with a Hustle Kitchen, how many people you got now at Headcount? Oh, so now we're talking about Hustle Kitchen. All right. So that was. You H went from that to Hustle so Kitchen. That was, no, no, so that was H2M. Yeah. So I grew that to 25 men, became the number one digital agency in the country. Okay. Um, the main driving factor that I had was because when I was making websites um, and I had a job, I wasn't full-time H2M at that point, um, I would charge very cheap prices because I didn't even know what the price was. Sure. Because it wasn't my business. Like I had a job. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that digital agencies charge like 2000 3000 4000 for a website. And you were doing it for what? I was a freelancer. Basically, I didn't have a company. I was sure. a freelancer. So I was doing like 300 400 500 Ooh. And I was, like that. I was like, that's a 10x discrepancy. And so I go to a friend. You know who you are. And I'm like, why are these companies charging five grand when I'm charging 500 Blaster. They're like, because they are X name. And I don't want to mention names. Sure. So they are that company. He's like, who the fuck are you? I said, who the fuck am I? I'm Hussein fucking Husseini. That's who the fuck I am. Mm -hmm. But that was my driving factor, by the way. Because the thing is, I love when people put me down. You know, like some people, they, um, they're sensitive. So... You tell them they're fat, they're going to go home and cry about it and go tell their mom, oh, mommy, I'm fat. And he told me I'm fat. Mm. I loved it when people told me I'm fat. Mm. When someone tells me I'm fat, I'm like, yeah, I am. I love it. You loved it so I much that it. you lost all this weight. Yeah, I, I am fucking fat. You wait. Mm -hmm. I'm fat. Just give me three months. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sort it out. I love it when people put me down because... But I think I realize not everyone's the same, right? So for me, if you put me down, that is my biggest motivation. 
But there are other people when you put them down, they just break. You know, you always assume everyone is like you. Okay. In a weird way. You know, when you're growing up and you still have to have world experience. Okay. You think everyone thinks the same way you think. So you think like, for example, if that is my motivation, I'm sure that is the motivation for everyone else. And that turns out to not be true, right? So like, like I said, people tell me I'm fat, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to use it as motivation. Tell someone else is fat, he's going to break and he's going to be sad and then he's going to need drugs and then he's going to need a therapist and whatever else weak. it is that They're these weak. people do. The weak, you know what I mean? Weak. No, but I, I, I mean, listen, I think at this age, I don't call them weak. It's just they're different. And I've learned to talk to, to, to people based on the type of personality they are. Because I always called myself a chameleon. I blend wherever you put me. Mm -hmm. Chuck me in the States, chuck me in Australia, chuck me in the UK. I mean, maybe it's because I went to 14 schools before I finished high school. So I was exposed to so many different backgrounds, so many different cultures. Like just before finishing high school. A chameleon. I'm a chameleon. I was always a new guy. Mm. Like, so every time I go to a new school, I meet friends and then my parents are like, oh, we're going to that town tomorrow. Like, damn, new friends again. So I always join school as the new guy. You know, being in school as a new guy, everyone picks on you. You know how it is. Uh, but, but you learn to master the skill. You're the cool kid for the first like four, three, four, three to four weeks no do you know what here's a funny thing i'll tell you do you think i'm a outgoing person or a shy person i bet you're an introvert an intro i am an introvert see do i come across an introvert no but yeah, i can do a cold reading on you if you like <laughs> a cold reading yeah you're oh, you're one of those people do you know who, what who, i i, I am a total introvert i hate people i hate talking to random people i love my friends i hate talking to random people because I'm actually a shy guy, right? Says with the sunglasses. By and nature. No, but by nature. That is my nature. But I am not a shy guy in reality today. But I had to practice that. Why? Because when I was in school, and like, like I said, I went to 14 schools before I finished high school. So I'm always a new kid. So of course you're the shy guy because you're not just taking me from school to school. You're taking me from culture to culture. Like I have to adapt to mindsets as well as languages, as well as location, as well as many other things. So I always had to adapt and that's what made me a chameleon. But anyway, when I was finishing high school. Sure. Here's a story that no one knows. So this was the changing moment of my life. Cheers, by the way. Well, so what, tell me about this changing moment in your life. That's an extra minute for the editor. Oh. You gotta cut this. Don't yeah. worry about that. Dan will be Dan will be Dan the man. Dan, Dan the man. Dan is gonna be working hard today. <laughs> let, let me tell you this changing moment in my life. When we go to high school, we all have a first crush. That first chick, woman, girl, for you feminists out there. Dudes for you gay guys out there. <laughs> You know that Tim Dillon had this extra, had this like amazing point? <laughs> oh my God. This podcast is going to ruin me. So, 
Tim Dillon once said, only gay guys can experience, you know, true, pretty, true pedophilia. And I was like, what? And do, you, do you know what? You're really fucking up this podcast. <laughs> and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why. Because I intentionally speak with clips in mind. Yeah. And when you disrupt the clip, yeah. I'm going to start all over again <laughs> or just not use it at all. Let me tell you about Tim Dillon's <laughs> pedophile idea, right? He'd say, he was coming on the sh- he'd come on the show and he talked about, listen, only a gay guy gets to, gets to legally experience young boys. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, at some point, you're 16. You can fuck that 15-year-old, that 14-year-old. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that should be clipped. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> All right, but no, that's legit, star power. Legit, let, okay, let me tell you the story. Let's hear it. So you're in high school. So I am now 14, 15 years old, high school. I have my first crush. If you're watching, I don't know if you know who you are. I hope you do, or I hope you don't since you're married. But anyway, tell me about this dude. I really want, I thought I loved this woman. Mm. So I started writing poems about this woman. How old were you? Like a geek. How old are you? On my computer. How old are you? 14, 15. 14, 15? You're writing fucking poetry? I thought I'm in love. and, And I told my dad, I was like, listen, I love this woman. And he's like, what do you think this is, an Indian movie? Fucking wake he's up. like, do you want me to go outside in the rain and start dancing for you? And I'm like, like a movie? And I'm like, no, dude. Thanks, dad. A- anyway, dad, no worries. So anyway, nothing ever happened, right? Because I did not have the guts to actually approach her and tell her how I feel. She's a classmate, if you know who you are. So classmate... Never told her how I feel. I mean, we knew each other, but never told her how I feel. Anyway, I then left Kuwait. I was in, this was in Kuwait. And I left Kuwait. I went to London and I forgot all about it. This was a changing moment in my life. Do you know why? Because it's like, you love this person. You think you love this person. This is a childhood puppy love anyway. And you don't have the guts to go to her and tell her how you feel. You're not a man. You're a... Pussy. Give me a better word. <laughs> give me a better word. Come on. I was going to say pussy, yeah, but give me a better word. It's you're true a it's chicken. True. All right, you're not a man. All right, anyway. So I went back to London and I'm like, cool. I love this girl. What you think is love. Have you ever had a first love or first crush? I was, four, crush. I was 14, my first... The teacher? No, no, no. I, I wasn't that lucky. Um, I was... Uh, my first girlfriend, I think, was 16 or 17 or maybe even 18. And I How was, old were you? I was like 14, 13. My first girlfriend... But you actually had a girlfriend. Yeah, we fucked. I didn't have girlfriends. We fucked. And that, you fucked. That, yeah, that's how I started smoking was because I knew that she was into smoking. <laughs> and I was like, there's nothing I have in common with her. But if I started smoking then at least I'd have that in common with her. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm going to make this public. I was a virgin for a long time in my life. Okay. So when I was 14, 15, loving this woman, I was a virgin. I was a geek. I was a dork. Actually, that's not true. Just hit the gym. It's not true. By the way, it's not even true because I was a cool guy with the dudes. So cool. So no, cool. no, with the dudes. With the dudes. You know, you know, you can be cool with the dudes, but not cool with the ladies. Mm-hmm. 
It's a different thing because like I don't know if that's true, but okay, let's agree with it for the sake as of this in, like you know you know what I mean is like oh Dave is so cool he doesn't fuck any girls <laughs> that's not cool <laughs> dude I'm talking about when you're like 14 years old in high school no let's 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 even at 14 you let's can't... be honest about this you should not be fucking when you're 14 when you're 14 listen I kids if you're watching I did not advise you to be fucking when you're 14 I drank I did drugs when I was 14 just go well, wild that, but but that is a bad example to set fuck them. Listen, just because you did, doesn't make it right. Dude, childhood is only a thing since the last hundred years. Prior to that, you were, you were like fucking at eight years I, old well, as a chimney sweeper. I, I have to disagree. You've got two we kids. We can agree to disagree. I have two kids. Sure. Do I want them to be fucking? No. Of course not. Well, you know, they're Do boys. I want them to be weak and on the feminist side? Of course not. Actually, this brings up an important point because when Andrew Tate got canceled. Okay. And people were posting that Andrew Tate's canceled, 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 cool. And then I had no problem with this. You know what I mean? Because I don't know the guy. Like, what is the difference that make to my life? But then when, when I see the comments on Andrew Tate being canceled, I see it's all women, mostly women anyway, who are responding. Yeah, good, good on, good on him, good on him, good on him. Good he got canceled. Good he got canceled. Mm. And then I, was, then I decided to comment, right? And we're talking about a local BHS account, which is a Bahraini account. And I'm like, yo, I believe in freedom of speech. Why'd you cancel the guy? You know, like, you don't like what he says. Mm. Don't listen. Don't follow. I mean, I think that's a very simple thing for people to do. Just don't follow, don't listen, don't watch. But to cancel, to block, to ban, and what? Did really you, irritated me. Did did you see the the the? the Are you gonna bring up the post? Yeah, bring up the post. The did you see the the fucking like now teachers are coming out and like saying like ooh all there's these like, like, uh, there, there's my actually my comments on the top. You see? Yeah. What does it what does it say? I think Meta has made a big mistake removing <laughs> freedom of speech. <clears throat> you don't agree with will surely be the downfall of social media in the long run. If you don't agree with somebody, don't follow them. But banning feels like giving the platforms too much power to silence opinions that they don't like. And I stick with that. And then you get all these women commenting. All right? So it's not me. You can see it on the screen. What does the woman say? Uh, banning him prevents little boys following in his footsteps. Everyone's quick to come after rainbow flags. It accepts a man who rapes, beats up women, as well as being a literal... Rapes, beats up alone. women. Bullshit. All right, well, how do I respond? Can we open that profile? Are, is, no, is, by the way, read the response. Um, well, oh, sorry, for our audio listeners. Uh, well, it's a very easy to create misinformation, but if you actually look into his human trafficking, etc., you'd be surprised that the allegations was false, but, that's, uh, but that wasn't the issue. Censorship in general means that people have to condone ideas what is acceptable based on the value of tech companies, therefore shaping the future generations of society. It's a very slippery slope. I, this response is the best. Yeah, yeah. Now, listen, read her response now. You would want future generations to become more like him? What? Regardless of, of uh, he has a harm of society, little boys, would you want your son, nephew, or brother becoming more like him? Don't forget Stop. Sure. I want to answer that point because she said, would you want your son or nephew or whatever to be like him? I want to say this now. I can say this officially. Cancel me if you want. Do I want my boys to take someone like Andrew Tate as a hero or as an influence? 
Or what was that guy you said? XQ. XQC. XQC. I don't, I don't think anyone watching this knows who XQC is. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. He's that French, that blondie, right? That dresses, wears dresses? No, he's very effeminate, the streamer. Man. You're talking about yeah, a streamer, he's right? He's a streamer. By the way, he wears dresses and stuff. He's been exposed many times. Oh. Now, do I want my sons to get XQC, influence? not X2C. XQC? Put XQC. XQC. Sorry, audio listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. All right, all right. Fucking all right, weirdo. I hope, I hope you get this on camera. Do I want my son to be influenced by that guy? Fucking In weirdo. a fucking pink dress. The bra and everything. Fuck Or this know. guy who just tells my kids, be a man, do some push-ups, get, make some money, be strong. Do you know what? Um, what is her name? Sarah. Can we open her profile? Let's, let's see what, Sarah let's, let's see who she is. 7M. Obviously private. Obviously private. Obviously. Seven posts. Interesting. Base in 973, whatever that means. Do you, do you really believe that comments are real people and not just bots? No, they are real people, for sure. Do you not think they're just bots? For sure she's real. Look, look. She's, she can't even show her face. Actually, can we, can we go back? Can you go back for a second? I mean, she's got seven posts. Can you go posts. back to base in 973? No, no, can you go? Sorry, can you go forward? Look, look, look at that last picture. She puts a phone in front of her face, right? So she doesn't want even me show her face. So we got these comments that we deal with. Well, people don't even show their face. I mean, if you got something to say, <coughs> if you have something to say, at least show who you are, right? Don't even, listen, I have a, I mean, I think that proves my point. Like, I, you know I, what I mean? I get I am here, I'm living, I'm flesh and blood, I'm standing in front of you. Come talk to me. I don't hide, I don't put cameras in front of my face. No, I get where you're coming from. What I'm trying to say is that, is that I believe in the conspiracy theory that like 80% of comments online no, are just no, bots. No, 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 no. I don't believe that these but people I, I are real people. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that. Look, look, I gotta, be, I gotta be fair here as well. I know where she's coming from. She's coming from the typical female perspective. Of Fe all Western women. female perspective. No, no, not even Western. See, Andrew Tate was a very controversial figure. For the West. For women. For the Western women. Even Eastern. No. I'll tell you, uh, well, let's not call them Eastern or Western. Let's call them modernized women versus not so modernized. And I'll tell you why, because they hate him because he's like, men should be like this, women should be like that. Obviously, a modern woman will not agree with that. That was not even my point. And I said the point was about freedom of speech and everyone should say what they want. And then you see, I got blasted by, would you want your sons to be influenced by him? No, I don't want my sons to be influenced by him. I would want my children no, to be influenced by No, I want my sons him. to be influenced by XQC wearing a dress. Mm. That is who I want my sons to be influenced by. What do you think about- uh, Come on guys, what the hell? Man? What do you think about hospitals now offering sex changes to eight-year-old children? Don't even get me started. Isn't that wild? Listen. You Can you imagine if your eight-year-old son would come up do to you? Do you know what? Like. I, are you a male or a female? I think I'm, I, I think very clearly, I, you can see that I'm a guy. I don't think there's a question well, of a I doubt. I am not a male or a female anymore. Uh-huh. I am now just the Don. 
Okay. So you address me as the Don, Don. now. That is yeah. my binary feeling. Cool. Can why not? Can I go around calling? Can I just be the Don? Can I go? Can I go around calling myself son of a son of a street nigger? Is that would be okay? <laughs> That's up to you. <laughs> Apparently, you can choose who you want to be. So I want to be the Don. That is who I am. So for the rest of this podcast, I am going to be known as the Don. I will refer to you as you've requested as, as the, Don, the Don. Please, yes. Please. I'll, I'll, I will make sure of that Don. Thank you. But don't. But no. But coming back to this, like, look. What did what did she say? Or I'm I'm, I'm all, all exp- for expressing. Please read it. Yeah, I'm all for expressing your opinions, but at this point, it isn't just an opinion. It's hate speech. There's no such thing as defined hate speech. That doesn't exist. Uh, the influences of young boys. He knows the power he holds over his views. He's not stupid, and he needs to be stopped one way or another. Who is this person who needs to be stopped? Who is she to tell who needs to be stopped and what? Who is she to make any kind of rules or regulations? Who is she to tell you how to raise your fucking kids? And it's up to you on, on the way you want to raise your fucking child, right? If, if, if a parent is happy to give their eight-year-old or nine-year-old child a sex change because they don't feel like whatever gender, then you should be able to raise them as a, as a fucking chad as much as you fucking like. I mean, this is nonsense uh, to me. Listen, I, 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 I gave a response. I don't know if that was good. That's some doctor that came across on this fucking channel. But then I gave a response to the doctor. I was talking about freedom of speech and misinformation. For example, he never said he moved to Romania to abuse women. Unless I'm mistaken, in which case you're right. But how is he? So he says in this comment, sorry to interrupt you, uh, and for the audio listeners, sorry for, for, for you out there. Yeah. Um, but he, he says, this doctor dude, whoever he is, says he's a menace. It's at a the, chick, by the way. He's a doctor a, chick. Well, not a surprise. Uh, he's... <laughs> He's a menace at the very least, and most probably a criminal. And I don't want to, to imagine him at his worst. Well, go fuck yourself, Dr. Menu slash Zuzu, whatever. I mean, get <laughs> out of there. People are being weak for no reason. Some people. I, 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 okay. It's women. Okay, I have to say something about Andrew Tate, and this will be my official response to the Andrew Tate topic. So I know you edit and you cut your videos a lot, but here's my official response. A lot of people would say that they agree with Andrew Tate 70%, 60%, 50%, but they don't agree with the other stuff in order to keep themselves safe from being canceled, etc. right? I told you I was a fat guy recently. Okay. I was a fat guy maybe three, four months ago even. Okay. I was a depressed guy. By the way, not just a fat guy. Fat is okay. Okay. But I was fat and depressed. Mm. Why was I depressed? Because of different things happening in my life. But is it a mental thing? Is, is being depressed, is that a mental thing? Do I need a pill for this? Do I need to go to a psychotherapist or a therapist in order to fix me? Okay. No, you don't. Most people get depressed because they're having a shitty time at the moment, Mm -hmm. but not creating actions in order to fix them in the moment in order to get out of this and have a better life, right? Okay. So whilst I'm not going to say this because of Andrew Tate, but watching the the videos that keep coming up on on the stream, right? On the feed. And he's like, Stop being a pussy. Do some fucking push-ups, bro. You think you're sick? Do some push-ups. He, he brought up a good question. 
Are you depressed because you're fat or you're fat because you're depressed? Okay. What do you think? I, that is a really good question. That I, think, I think you're depressed because you're fat. That's my personal opinion. No, but see, a lot of people think you're fat because you're depressed. Yeah, I think. So when you say, why are you fat? They're like, because I'm depressed. Okay, so if you lost the weight, you'd be depressed? No. That's what I'm saying. But, but, yeah, but that, sorry, sure. that, that was the whole point. Are you depressed because you're fat or you're fat because you're depressed? Most people are depressed because they're fat. I guess that's... But, no, but, 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 no, sorry, but, but the point is... Yeah. You fix that, you're not depressed, right? I guess. I maybe. mean, I, I, we can figure it out. No, I mean, I, I like, I'm not, like, I'm, you're, you're making an absurd assumption is that all fat people are depressed. I can tell you I'm very happy being, being no, fat. That, that, I mean, that, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying it's like, if you ask a lot of fat guys, why are you fat? They're like, because I'm depressed. Right? Sure. So you're getting fat because you're depressed. No, I understand but where you're coming from. But the truth is, but the truth is, it's the reverse. You're depressed because you're fat. But there's also a lot. But if you think about it like that, and it's like, okay, so I can go lose weight. I can, you know, if I lose weight, I'll not be depressed anymore. Yeah, you're not going to be depressed anymore. But I know a lot of people who, who've lost weight because they thought it's going to reduce their depression, by the way, and, and they become thin, six pack, whatever. And then they realize, hey, you know what? I'm still not happy. Unhappy. But, but that, that, by the way, I mean, I think it's unfair to say a lot of people. There's a, I, from my friend I mean, circle. I mean, you might have a selection of people. Um, when you say a lot of people with, compared to the world, um, it's a selection of people. From, from, from my observational research. Why do you think they're depressed? I think they're depressed because they're working jobs and they're in a life that they don't want to be in. That is a very... I think that's the honest to God reason. Okay, that is an amazing segue. It's an amazing segue. Cut, 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 cut. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you why it's an amazing segue. So you think they're depressed because they're doing jobs they hate. No, I think they're living lives that they don't want to live. And doing jobs they hate. Sure. You asked me a question. Mm. You asked me, Hussein, what is this three-step plan? Mm -hmm. What is Hustle Kitchen? Mm -hmm. What is my marketing consultancy? Mm -hmm. It baffles you. Like, what the hell are you doing right now, basically? It baffles me why you're here doing this. Absolutely. Or why I'm here or what am I doing? Why are you doing this precisely? Here? Why am I on this podcast? No, Bahraini, you why know that. Why am I here in Bahrain? Yes. Um, actually, a very good question. Truth is, I'm 39 years old. I'll be 40 in January. Mm -hmm. So, women out there, if you don't mind a 40-year-old guy, hit me up. It's a lot but of otherwise, girls like 40 uh, I'm a 40-year-old guy, right? So, I'm an old guy now. I don't live my life in terms of women, fun, etc. That is not the way I look at life anymore. I'll tell you how I look at life. It's very binary. I'm going to be 40 years old. I think I'm in my prime. My prime lasts for 10 more years from 40 to 50 max. Then I'm an old goat. You know what I mean? And I hope it's the goat. But even if it isn't, sure. I'm an old goat. So the thing is, you ask me the question, why? Three-step plan, hustle kitchen. The funny thing that you might not understand and that most people don't know, I have started firing my clients instead of hiring them. Yes. 
You know, like that is that is a weird concept for people. I'm getting rid of clients. People are trying to get clients. I'm trying to get rid of clients. Low value. I don't, no, no, it's not about no value. I'm trying to get to zero clients. I'm trying to fire all of them. Okay. Why? Nothing to do with my clients. I love you guys as clients. Nothing to do with you. It's a me thing. I'm 39 years old, turning 40. Listen, there's a point in your life that you got to reflect and look back and be like, how do I want to live my life? What makes me happy? I realize at this age that happiness is not monetary. We've had money. We've had no money. We've, we've, like, we've gone through it all. You know what I mean? Okay. But happiness is not money. If I had a billion dollars tomorrow, it's not going to make me happier than I am right now. Sure. Or if I had nothing tomorrow, it's not going to make me worse off than I am right now. Because the thing is, and I, I mean, don't look at me like that. What I mean is, yeah, of course, I mean, I know, I know, I know where your face is coming from. You're this extremist beggar on the street, fucking nothing to no, fucking it's eat. All, it, this not is, even food to fucking drink. Not even water to have a glass. By the way, it's all I easy. Know, it's, I know that is what you're thinking. It's all easy to say till your stomach still till your stomach starts rumbling. Right? All your problems very quickly disappear when your house is on fire. The moment when your stomach there, there is there is a very easy way to Kill understand, to understand what <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. Guys, I said mental health is real, but most people are full of shit. Now, according to Google Facts, misdiagnosis rates reach sixty-five percent for major depressive or, by the way, when they say that, does that mean they're 65% true or not? It says misdiagnosis reached at 65. My assumption on that, Dan, if you can open the link, we can maybe skim through it. Uh, my assumption is that it's, it's that people are misdiagnosed as being depressed rather than... 65%. Yeah, rather than... Which is a huge number. Uh, methodology results of the 840 participant care participant blah 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 seven blah 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 participants in criteria depression disorder bipolar pandemic realization of anxiety social anxiety yeah, did I, yeah, did I, did I, and 92 I can I can I just summarize this most people are diagnosed misdiagnosed as being weak you're just having a bad day <coughs> stop having a bad day get up go to the gym, figure out your goals, and sort it out. That is my point. I said mental health is real, but it is a minor percentage of the real factor. The most, most men now with this work culture that we live in think that if they say they're depressed or mentally unwell or whatever, people are going to give them sympathy, and that is a way for them to take a break and have an excuse to not work out, to not go out, to not work, to not do anything real, instead of, listen bro, you're just fucking lazy. You're not mentally depressed, you're just fucking lazy. You know what I think it is? I think it's, Why? It, I think it's, it's multifactional. I think one is that your mobile phone doesn't help you. I think you should get off your fucking phone. Number two is I think you need to spend time outdoors. What is it? Like life expectancy wise, you're going to spend somewhere between like 92% of your life indoors. Think about your own lives. I mean, we go from car to apartment to office. Bro, here's the thing. Even the gym is indoors. Listen, it's not about that. It is see, definitely. See, I go to gym. I go to gym. It's indoors. indoors. It's indoors. 
doesn't make me depressed. I think it makes it does. me active. I think when your blood flows, you get more active. The thing is, here's the point of this whole mental depression stuff. There are people who have real mental issues. There are. No doubt. 100%. No doubt. And I'm not putting them down at all because it is a thing. I thought I had a mental depression. Mm. But I also know that was an excuse I was trying to make to justify my actions. I knew that. Thing is, 90% of us, we don't have a mental disorder. What we have is an excuse for being fucking lazy. Meaning, I don't care. Your girlfriend broke up with you. So what? Your son doesn't want to speak to you. Boo fucking who? Get up, go to the gym, do some work, and then do that consistently for at least two, three weeks, and then tell me you have a mental depression. Because a real depression means regardless of the outcome, regardless of the output or the outcome, you are still going to be depressed. And that is a different thing that, by the way, I don't believe you've ever met someone who's mentally depressed. And I think if you had, you Me personally? No. Have you? I had a guy try to commit suicide in front of me, if that's real. And if you compare him to everyone else you met, are they mentally depressed? It's hard to say. Like, let's say the guy committing suicide, true cause. It's hard to say. And compare him to normal people you meet every day. It's like, oh, I'm depressed. It's hard to say. It's hard to say because, because like with him, you know, sometimes he'd slip up and he'd say something. But generally, he just looks like any other guy and he's just happy and he's just That's enjoy. That's and then he just tells you like, listen, I'm just making this all an act because I want to make few people feel uncomfortable how, how I don't give a shit. So I'm like, I don't listen, know what to Some tell people you. are attention seekers. There's also that. Have you ever contemplated suicide? Of course. Why? For me personally? Yeah. Uh, I was tired of the Matrix. So you want to kill yourself instead? No, because I, I, what, 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 me, what made me wake up was a guy called um, Henry David Thoreau, who once said, and I'm, I'm, I'm really destroying this quote, I went to the woods to see what it had to teach and not to go when I'm dying to learn I have yet not lived. I've really destroyed that quote, by the way. But I don't take you as a mentally depressed case. It's not that, that I was depressed. It was that I, I, I. But I, we're talking about suicide. Yes, but for me, it was. It wasn't that depression. For me, it was living in the matrix. Do you know? Do you know what's really sad? And I'll, I'll say something really sad right now. And not to go when I came to die to discover I have yet not lived. Yep. You really butchered the quote. Do you know? Do you Henry know David Thoreau on point. There you go. And and you know what? I'll tell you something really sad. Is that. When you ask the question, have you been, have you considered committing suicide? Most people And have. I would say 99% of people would say yes. Of course. But why did they say yes? That is the question I want to come to. I think, I think and I, part of it is calling, can you type into Google, calling of the void? Yeah. I forgot what the French, uh, uh, French word of it is. Can I tell you why? It's called in French, uh, le pal, le, 
Lipil divud describes the impulse of hurting yourself into the wall or, or or to the void. It's like that feeling you get when you're on top of a tall building and wanting to jump down. You got guy here. Yeah. Is that okay if we bring him on the show for a second? Sure, Dan. You want like, to come on for a second? Do something different for a second? <laughs> Try something new here? Go on if you like. I don't think I'm like Undertaker at all. But we do. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. I mean, I, I mean we, should, we, we all have our own points. And actually, I had to deal with this conversation because, you know what? I do like Undertaker. I'll be honest. Mm. Nothing wrong with what he says. Do I look like the top G? No, that's not who I am. But do I agree with what he says? For sure. So do you want to be a top G? No, I want to be me. And this is, the, this is a point that I wanted to bring up that to answer your previous question as to like, you know, you're like, why? Why would you want to vlog? Why would you want to do this? Why would you want to do that? I can answer this to you very simply in one sentence. I want to live happily for the rest of my life. So it's not about money for me anymore. I chased money for a long time in my life, right? And I did that in my 20s. How old are you, by the way? By the 24? way, we have Dan suddenly joining. Dan us. the man. By the way, guys, okay, we, we gotta give, we, come on, come on. We gotta, we, gotta, we gotta get a heads up for Dan the man. Dan, Dan the man. Dan the man's audio isn't going to be connected to the switcher. So it'll have to be post post into it. Can you connect his audio? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you connect? Can you connect his audio? Yeah, we'll do in post. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Can't you can't just get a mic or something? His mic is connected. But it's not connected to the switcher. Uh, to the switcher. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have to be. That's fine. Yeah. Post. All right. So back to unlike Dan the man and Dan the man. By the way, there's the number one thing that I always wondered was how does Hamoudi here do a three hour, six hour podcast? Dan the man is a secret weapon. Mm. So ladies and gentlemen, Dan the man. You f don't you feel like you're like one of those like horses that get pulled out to the crowd? No. Dan, 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 <laughs> like, Dan. look at here, our show prize. Dan, can I ask you a first question? Why do you never smile? Love, why, do I, why do you never smile? Why do I never smile? I get, I get asked that a lot, actually. Is that you as a person, or? I mean, I don't see a reason to smile. I mean, if there's a reason to smile, I'll smile. So he you... smiles with his eyes a lot, if you look into his eyes. Yeah. Dan, Dan, you confuse me, because people who are just generally happy in their lives, they tend to smile. I tried bringing up the hardest topics or the funniest topics, and Dan just does not smile. He's like the Terminator. That's because like, this, this, is, this is an unbeliever. You know, we always have everybody saying that, okay, I bring up the best shit, I bring up the hardest topic, and we've had many guests. We've heard this word many times. So Dan, can I? That feels like a backhanded insult right there. <laughs> oh, we got a smile. We got a smile. All right. That's the way to, to to. He has his trigger of his humor is is cruelty. That's that's what makes him smile. <laughs> you just like. <laughs> Dan, can I ask you about your life? Yes, please. How long have you been in Bahrain for? I moved here when I was twelve, so twelve years now. How was the last ten years? The last 10 years, that's, that's a little too general and a little too big. I, I just mean like from, since you moved. It, 
well, my, my teen and my school years were really good. Uh, my post high school and working years, not so well. Why not? Why not is I don't feel content professionally. Uh, I don't feel like there is enough scope for me to explore the things that I want to do. And when there is enough scope and in the past when I have explored, it's not uh, paid me enough. Mm. So this, I can't really find a balance between the two. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yes, please. What is it that you want to do? I'd like to pursue a career in music and film. Music and film. And do you, do you work in that capacity at the moment? Yeah, in music for sure. Uh, film, I do production work. So why are you not happy? Uh, because production work is as, as creative as and fun as this podcast gets. It's still very corporate, mm-hmm. right? It's still a very repetitive process. You want to be you? Yes, I do. So if Dan the man could do wave a magic wand and do whatever he wants to do, what would the show look like? Exactly like this. Oh, so that's, that, that's good, Dan. That, that, Sorry. I mean, that's good. Yeah. This is not a, like a top-down, like, like, like theology, right? No, I'm not like no, in no. Dan's brain and being no, like, Dan, it's no, got to no. look like this and that. It, it, it's, not, it's not about that. Okay, so you're happy doing this. Yeah. It's the other stuff that makes you unhappy. Yeah. What is that? I mean... I'm, I'm Let's happy, be honest. I'm happy doing this, right? Like this, I'm telling you, this season in my life is the best that's been professionally for me. And thank, thank you. Uh, Appreciate uh, it. I mean, honestly, like when I, when I, the first day I met him, I think at the second meeting I had, I had with him, he paid me cash in hand for the first month up front. Amazing. never happened to me. All right. Like Saudi I, style. And do you know what I said in that? Do you remember what I said? I said, you know what, I, I believe in you, and if you trick me and you just fuck off with the 500 and you don't show up, then you know, that's loss on me. Is what but it that's, is. That is what it is, but I don't want you to feel like, like you're not gonna get your fair dues or anything like that. Yeah. So, I get it, um, the untold truth. He did count the money in front of me. I will never forget that either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey man, I, hey like, man I, I, I get it, bro. I get it. You can't, you can't, you can't trust people anymore. You know what I mean? But I get it. So this part is your happy part. I want to know about the other parts. Uh, the other part, the parts that are not so good, yeah, is the fact that you know um, that this every process that there is, uh, creatively, professionally, is very repetitive for me, right? In what sense? In what sense? As in, is every time we film a podcast, I'm going through, I'm repeating the same cycle, which is why I'm not excited about anything that happens in the podcast. Yeah, I could tell you don't smile at yeah, all. Yeah, because you know. It's I thought I'm fucking entertaining, Dan. You like are, you, are, you disappoint me, man. You, you one of our first four, top four episodes <laughs> at this point. Ooh, Ooh top four. Ooh. At least I'm in top four. Absolutely, right. not the top, but top four. All right. Yeah. Uh, at least top four. It's almost like ten percent. I'll take, I'll take that as a win. But no, but seriously, like I'm talking about the other stuff that happens in your life. Um, outside of this podcast, what is it that you do? Uh, I make music. Okay. Uh, and that's, that's something... You is that what you love? Yeah. Are you collabing with spoo- Spooky Kid? Spookies? Spookies? No? No. no? no. I mean, so when I you say you make music, what do you mean? Uh, I actually produce music, like I program music. Amazing. Yeah. That makes you happy? Very. Yeah, and that's something like I've had many opportunities to do like do that corporate thing, 
like corporate work and I've never done it. Hmm. Yeah. I've had like Why not? Not good money? Why not? Not not it's not good money, man. It's just something that's super sacred and super personal to me. I mean, I'm very uh, religious. Very very spiritual, yeah. Dan, can I um analyze you for a second and i don't mean to do you want to sit my seat by the way <laughs> why, <laughs> what is happening <laughs> why why would you say okay you're 24 24 right mm-hmm. um i think this is a problem that starving young artists have and i got to say this about starving young artists and i don't mean this in a rude way so please don't take it the wrong way but a lot of young starving artists They love the art, they're cool. Oh, I'm so badass, blah blah blah, but let me go get a day job in order to pay the bills. Why don't you connect the two together so you can instead of being a starving young artist be a full young artist? That's what I'm doing, filmmaking. I work for the podcast. That's not what you're doing. This is not what you love. What you love is something else. Right. Why don't you just do don't that? You do, but don't you love being question. told what you love and what you don't, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love doing this, all right? Like never have I ever in my life had access to this type of equipment that we have. Right? Fair point. I, I always I always work with um at max mirrorless cameras now and we now we're working with studio grade cinema cameras, all right? The the Bro, you're right? talking technical, bro. Yeah. I'm not talking technical. Fuck the cameras. Fuck the speakers. Especially in filmmaking right. and production. I mean, so, if you're a writer, okay. you know, right. you like your favorite pen, right? I, I have a better question. So, Dan the Man, yeah. he's got all this equipment. Mm. He's got the mics, got Ooh. the cameras, got everything. Yeah. What show would you do? I wouldn't do it. And it's yours. Your show, your choice. I wouldn't do a show. What would you do? I would make a film. What film would you make? Like a, like a feature film. About? I would make a film about a What would your first film be about? Yeah. You uh, couldn't use these equipment to do that film by the way. But what well, no, not I, I, that I'm saying you you couldn't be able to because I won't let you because these are not fucking uh, Yeah, but I'm, I'm curious. What, what, what would the first film of Dan the Man be about? Uh, it would be about a guy who is uh, a brown immigrant in a small town in the US. It's a very small town. Everybody's connected, everybody's close, but he feels like the town is too small. So, but he's really in the fitness His dream is okay. He wants to start a fitness gym uh, right after he graduates high school. Mm-hmm. But the day he, the last day of school, mm-hmm. all right, he has sort of like a gathering at school, and he sees the girl that is interested in uh, try to get assaulted in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and he lets himself go and goes a little hard uh, on the person that attempts the assault, mm-hmm. and that goes wrong. That person dies. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes to jail. Goes to jail and before he goes to jail, he has a very nice family. They're very close, very well connected. They're very all close to each other. Five years, six years later, he comes out to see that his family is so spread apart. His older brother has a, a family of his own. There's so much family drama, politics. Everything has changed, right? People he grew up with, who are very sweet and near and dear to his heart, are like adults now. They have adult lives. They're very political about everything, right? Uh, so he finds work um, in. A garage okay he started like fixing up cars and shit like that and when he comes out the town that he loved so much that is near and dear to his heart is completely different not everybody's close anymore all right everybody just lives in their own bubbles and own circles and he's trying to figure out what is going on because all these five six years in prison he wanted to come out and you know resume his life who wrote this you or mary 
I don't know. Okay, because it sounds like it's Murray's written. life. It's, it's, not <laughs> it's not written, actually. Uh, it's, it's in my head. Okay. Yeah. So then he tries and then he's never accepted and he has a problem with not feeling at home anywhere. Okay. And he feels like he felt at home at some point, right? And he doesn't feel at home anywhere. Okay. He meets up with his old buddies. He doesn't feel at home. He goes back to his house. He doesn't feel at home. He meets with his brother's family. He doesn't feel at home. He goes to work where there's, you know, people who sort of accept him, uh, you know, regardless of his uh, past and stuff like, stuff like shit like that. He, he, he doesn't feel at home. And there's always his boss, a lady, who's always rude to everybody uh, at work. And it's annoying him, but like, that's not the top of his priority. Now. Dealing with her is not. He wants to get his paycheck and, you know, hopefully still resume his life. Uh, one day it comes to an extremity where his family sort of like tells him, He's no longer like welcome. Like, you know, they try to like maybe supplicate, like, you know, maybe, you know, we should create some distance and move out. Yeah. yeah, you know. We don't want a convict yeah, here. Yeah, you know, I have kids and you know, they're being asked at school and shit about all this and, and you know, he tries to meet and he runs into the girl who he um, you know, uh, committed manslaughter for. And that girl herself sort of avoids him. Okay. Right? So he kind of loses it. And then he goes to the assaulter, and then that assaulter is willing to give him the money. So Dan, that you project. really haven't given any thought to this at all, huh? I have, I have. Uh, <laughs> no, no, the assaulter is already dead. Oh, Remember? okay. That's why he's in, in prison. Okay. Shit. Right. Dan. So he goes to work, and his, and his boss, that rude lady, starts giving him shit. Mm. And he lands out on him. Goes back to prison, realizes this is where he feels at done is, is this, this is why is we, this, is with, this by the way i have to sorry to interrupt you this is this is by the way the reason why we are asking now for your funding dan the man is trying to start dan this. the man needs to make a movie we, and, we, and we need the funds we need for the, dan the man to make the movie we need the funds and so we will do i don't know come on he Patreon. told an amazing story go fund me. we'll put it well a good put he go made an amazing story i think he deserves the funding uh, when I asked, how much if, money are you looking I for? I asked if he had thoughts. He clearly has thought about every word in the movie. Fantastic. So he's looking for a hundred k. So he's he's moving dollars, it on a budget. Dinars. Dollars. He's doing it on a budget. You Thirty thousand dinars, guys. We're, we're, Don't be cheap. We're 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 aiming here, and I think we can get it done over a fortnight, right? And we can get the visas done, and then we can send you off to to the U.S. But I don't think a hundred k will cover the filming, though. But, the, but in the U.S. No, no way. But, so, so Dan, it's not even gonna cover so the Dan, actors. I think you clearly have a plan. I do. You've clearly. I asked a simple question. You've given to the detail of every page of what the script would look like. So you've clearly given a lot of thought to this. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of yeah. But but you've clearly yeah. thought about this. Yeah, like like this is what you want to do, basically. Yeah. And doing the editing, filming, the behind the scenes stuff is what's paying the bills in order for you to get out mm. to do this. Mm -hmm. So you believe in the script a lot. I do. Man, that's nuts. That's nuts. Dan the man. Guys, seriously, I know it was just joking before, but if you're going to do a GoFundMe, I think he's the guy. We'll put it on both our pages and uh, you on Vibe as well. And then let's right, see but, if but, we can but get Dan, somewhere. But Dan, let me ask you. So, I mean, I love the vision and I know this is like down the line. Mm -hmm. The meantime, today, what is your today looking like? Like, what is your, t not what it's looking like. Where do you want your today to be? 
I'd like to make enough. Like, what would you? No, sorry. Before you answer that question, something about the money. What job or task would you be doing today that you would still wake up in the morning and be like, "I'm fucking happy. I love what I do, regardless of the money." By the way, um, and yeah, I, I'm gonna have a smile on my face because I'm doing what I love to do. What is that for you? I think you answered that question already. No, the, this is a nighttime thing. I'm talking about your morning. When you wake up. <laughs> do you have another job done? No, I don't. I, I do gigs. Yeah. Vibe, I guess, but that would be a partnership, no? Yeah, yeah. You're looking at me like I'm. I'm sorry. I, I know him a little bit. <laughs> this, is, this is one of my gigs, which consumes a lot of my time. Mm. So I spend a lot of time here. But the, there are other gigs. That but I why are you not happy then? Because like I get the movie thing, and you can do that anytime. And you have this gig here. You got your. Vibe gig as well. Uh-huh. What makes you unhappy then? I'm I'm happy. I'm not complaining. I have no complaints. I'm just not content. I feel like yeah, that's what I'm asking. Why are you not content? Because I feel like I'm not uh, doing what I'm called for. And you're also 26, no? 24. 24. Bro, he's young. So of course he's, he's not content. He's if I hungry. was if I was 24, not content. 24. Do you know what I was doing at 24? <laughs> Stealing money from people. Go on. What were you doing at 24? Assholes. <laughs> Assholes. At 24, if I can honestly look back, and I think this is the problem with young Getting a guys. girl pregnant. What? Getting a girl pregnant. Yeah. That was about right, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost. Almost, yeah. What were you doing at 24? Uh, just finishing my university. And? Like nothing interesting in your life at that time. I was working gigs. I worked for a BBC for a little while. Mm. Which BBC? UK. I was an editor. <laughs> I don't know. I know what he's saying. This is yeah, big black jo- talk, I'm guessing. Jo- yeah. <laughs> but I just so chose I, to I, ignore I, I, it. If I could take you back to 24. All right. You know what? I'll take you what? back to 24. Your age. Okay. You mean you're going back 24? Because he is 24 at the moment. He's 24. Yeah, you're going back I'm going to take myself back to 24. Okay. I'm wondering where I was at 24. At 24, I was probably working um, as a teller, cashier, you call it. Teller was a fancy name, you know, for a bank in Australia, you know, which is basically your, your cashier at the bank. But I say I was a head merchant teller, which is only a two grand difference at the end of the year. It was a bullshit, it was just a title. But anyway, so I was a teller. I hated my job. I hated my life. Well, I, actually, I love my life, to be honest. I just hated the job. Do you hate your life or do you hate your job? Neither. Neither. So you love both. It's amazing. So but your 24 is way better. No, my point is that your 24 is way better than what my 24 was. Well, I didn't know where life would take me. And I didn't know what I was destined for. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew I was a teller at a bank. And by the way, the funny thing is that I'm still in touch with people I used to work with when I was 24. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we're, we're in touch on WhatsApp and Facebook and Instagram. And the funny thing is a lot of people are still in the same job. Mm. Nothing against that. I'm not talking badly about that at all. But I'm saying like, you know when you're hungry and you know what you want to do, 
and you know no matter what job you get even if it pays you more if someone paid you more to not make your movie versus getting paid less to do your movie what would you do the latter, the latter. Mm-hmm. like Sylvester Stallone he wrote Rocky mm-hmm. no one wanted him to act in it he said I'll take no money or less money but I want to be the actor he just knew did you, did you know that about Rocky? I thought it was self-funded, wasn't it? No. No, it did get so funded. Sylvester Stallone actually wrote the movie Rocky and the production studios wanted to buy it, yeah. the script. Yeah. And they were offering him like 150 grand, 200 grand, whatever it was in that day. And he said, no, listen, I want to be an actor, but they're like, but you can't speak. Hmm. We don't want you as an actor. You can't even talk English. Do you remember what his, what his, what his name was for the, for the boxing match? Italian Stallion. Italian Stallion, of course. And do you know what he, why it was called Italian Stallion? Because that was his porn name. Because he used to do porn. But, but do you know what the funniest thing about that is? You remember the dog in the movie? Yeah. Okay, I'm worried. In Where's Rocky this going? Four, no, in Rocky Four, anyway. Yeah. Remember the dog? Yeah. That was the actual dog. <laughs> his real dog. No, but but <laughs> no, no, no. But that that's not the funny part. <laughs> All right. Do you remember there was a dog in the movie? Yeah. That was his real dog. Yeah. But do you know what the amazing thing about the dog is? He could not afford to pay the fees. He sold his dog on the street to get money in order to get the script of Rocky happening. And then when Rocky made it, he offered the new owner of the dog two, three, four times the money. And the guy's like, I'm not going to sell it. And then he offered him 10 times just to get the dog back. Yeah. Did true. you know that? It's crazy thing about that dog. He knew yeah, it. he did. That, that was, a, by the way, like that dog had a lot of sentimental value into that movie. Spilling. I'm sorry. No worries. But yeah, yeah. down the man. But I don't think you're going to be contempt regardless. Even if you get your budget of 100 million, you do 100,000. No, you you then you're going to move on to the bigger one. I'll, and then be, bigger I'll, one. I'll be honest, bro. Like, you don't look content. Like, He's also 24. What do you want from him? No, no. See, see my, 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 okay, okay, okay. We got to analyze this right now. All right, we got to get a hustle kitchen session going here. I've met a lot of 24 year olds. Dan the man. Yes. I've met a lot of 24 year olds before. Okay. But there's something in your eyes. And I know this is very cliche, and I don't want to go cliche. There's something in your eyes that is just like, you're hungry, I can sense the hunger, but you're also angry. Why are you angry? Why am I angry? Let me think about this. Because uh, I've been fucked over, like, every time. Uh, why else am I angry? Because I feel like uh, I don't get what I deserve, even though I do the work. Um, I feel like I'm stuck here. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I could be a lot more elsewhere. I I, I agree with you, by the way. Um, but can I just to like clarify that point? So, are you actually like people have fucked you over? So you have trust issues now? Uh, no, not. What makes you angry? Not not specifically. It's made me more careful in terms of doing. I used to do things on verbal basis. Now yeah. I've moved on to. No contract, 
no work. So were you smiling before? Was I smiling? Or you always never been a smiling person? No, I feel like I, I smile, but you know, I'm, I'm more comfortable in my close circle. I'm very wild and, you know, very, very unpredictable when, when I'm in my close circle. Uh, when I'm with people who I'm meeting for the first time and, you know, in, in a professional setting, I'm very, well, I'm very reserved and I, and I get this do, a lot. Do, do you know what? I've met a lot of people who, as a first time, professional, reserved, they, I, I, I say they put on a mask. I call it a mask. Mm -hmm. And I think, and don't get me wrong, maybe I'm wrong. I'm an expert in bringing the mask down. But why? Because I'm not a faker, pretender. I am who I am. I am what it says on the thing. And I mean, you've seen me for like the last two hours. And I don't pretend to be something I'm not. You know what I mean? Um, but what I wonder about you is, I get it. Bad experience in the past. I really want to know, what is that next step right now? You still look angry. This is, this is no, the thing. No, no, I don't not, get it, bro. Not, you just look I'm angry. Not, I'm not, like, I'm not why angry. are you so angry, I, I'm just thinking the next step. By the way, do you think mm. I have a mask? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think you have a mask now. From, yeah, from these past like three, four hours? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. But, but why do you put on a mask? I don't think I do. I feel like... I, uh, I feel like you do. Okay. Why do you feel like I do? Because... See, they say the eyes is the window to the soul. Uh -huh. You look like an amazing guy. I am. And I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. See, this first time you smile. Yeah. But there's something that's defensive. And I get it. Because if I was 24, dealt with assholes previously in my life, I would be the same. I would be the same. I would actually act the same way as you. Don't know who to trust or who I can't trust or whatever. I'm sort of angry in life, except to the day that, okay, I know it sounds stupid and you know, like the whole jail thing that you mm -hmm. make a joke mm -hmm. about it, right? Yeah. But you, do you know what? Do you know why I know I'm mature now? Why is that? Because if I was tw in my 20s and I went to jail, I'd be so fucking pissed off and I'd be so fucking angry with the world, with everyone, with anything in me. Bro, don't fucking come near me. You know what I mean? At that time, I'd be so, especially when you're wrongfully accused. Mm -hmm. In my old years, because I'm 39, turning 40, right? Mm -hmm. So as a 40-year-old man, I'm like, dude, what do I have left? 10 years from 40 to 50? Mm -hmm. That's my prime. After 50... Fuck it, I'm just an old man. So I got 10 good years left ahead of me. During your 20s, God bless, you still got another 30 years or something ahead of you. I got 10, right? So whatever you're thinking, I need to like 3x do it that fast, right? Because mm -hmm. how sexy am I going to look as a 60-year-old man in a Porsche? Very. No. <laughs> I don't believe that. Sure, to some Barbie bimbo bitch, I'm talking about to reality. I'm still a six-year-old man fuck with wrinkly. A -year -old in no, but I'll still be a six-year-old six man with wrinkly skin, and I'm still six years old. 
Like, let's get over reason. that. My point is mm. now, today, I'm not 60. Yeah. I'm 39. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm fucking sexy right now. I got my time. Debatable. Well, sure. <laughs> okay. I'm not asking a man's point of view on this. But in any case, I'm saying. Yeah, listen, chicks, if you, if you think I'm sexy, I'm available on Tinder, or you can hit me on my WhatsApp with three, three, beep. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but, but seriously, seriously, I don't care what women think. It's not about women. Mm -hmm. Listen, life is not about women. Women, great entertainment in our lives, but it's not what we, it's not the reason why you're, you're upset or I'm upset or anyone else upset or angry. We want to have goals. We have goals. We set targets for ourselves and we're going to achieve it. So those goals, by the way, have nothing to do, not women, not men. Like it's not a sexual thing at all. It's about, do you know what, Dan? If you met me when I was 20 something and I, they'd be like, and you asked me like what your goal in life is, right? I would say when I'm 30, I want to have 1 million. And when I'm 40, I want to have 10 million. And when I'm 50, I want to have 100 million. This is if you ask me in my 20s, right? That was my lifetime thought, my thinking, my train of thought. Since I was 18, not even 20, right? And then I was like, shit, I'm now 39. I don't even have the 1 million. Like I wanted to have that by 30, right? And now I'm like almost 40. So 40, I should be on 10 million, but I don't even have the one. And you know, every year I, my birthday comes and I'm like, okay. Push it, push it, bro. Six months, let's make it. Three months, let's make it. You know, whatever, you bullshit yourself. You know what I mean? And then I realized something. So those were targets that I set for myself as a goal for myself because I'm being hard on myself because if I don't hold myself accountable, then who is? I don't hold myself accountable to society. I don't care what society thinks. Society can go screw themselves. The only person that matters, that tells me whether I should be doing more or less is me. Because it's my life. So today, I've never been happier. Do you know why? 39 years old. Do I have that million, 10 million? No. But do you know what? We joke about those prison stuff and stuff. I'm grateful to just wake up every morning. When I wake up every morning, I'm like, fuck, I'm alive, bro. I could have been dead, but I'm alive now. But if I'm alive, am I gonna be some sort of pussy boy and waste my time being alive? Or am I gonna take the maximum exposure of this? On my time, by the way, under no one else's pressure. I think the biggest problem that people have is that it's not where you are in life. It's where people expect you to be. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But if it's just your choice and your decision, whether you decide to fuck all, whether you decide to do everything, but it's your choice 
and there's no other involvement from anyone, does that not make you feel better in that situation where it's like, I hold myself accountable to my own decisions? Sure. Does that make sense? Yes. So yeah. every morning I wake up fucking grateful that I'm just alive. That's the first thing. When I open my eyes, I'm like, I'm alive. And when shit goes bad, do you know what I do? What's that? We joke about jail. I close my eyes. I pretend I'm in that prison cell. And you know how shitty that feels, right? Mm -hmm. Then I open my eyes and I'm like, be grateful, motherfucker. You got fresh air. So that, for me, it pushes me. I'm like, I'm free. I can do what I want. When I was in jail, by the way, for that two days, and my brother was with me, and both of us innocent completely. And I told my brother, and I was like, he's my younger brother, by the way. So you're, how old are you again? 24. He's 25. So you're the same age, yeah. right? And I told my brother, and I was like, listen, no matter how shit you thought your life was, when you're in prison, right? If I told you, I'll let you out of prison if you make 100 sales calls a day, is that better or is staying here and eating prison food better? The farmer. Obviously being out is better, right? Mm -hmm. So life is easy. Money is fake. Everything is fake, bro. All this pressure is brought by some society that you don't even care about. You should just leave that to a side, bro. Imagine you had nothing. And now you have what you have today. Then you feel so much more amazing about what you have right now. And you can feel like a fucking Superman because you have super abilities to go out there and do whatever you want compared to being in a cage, if that makes sense. So I said, you know what? All these people who think they're weak, they have mommy, daddy issues, whatever, throw them in jail for a week. They're gonna come out and they can fucking love their lives. You don't need therapy. So what's the point? Point is. Point is. Instead of being miserable, and I'm sure you're not, it's just your face. You know. You're saying I have a miserable face? You have a miserable face. Okay. Okay. With, with a girl, I would say, that, I mean, there's a known terminology for this, right? Mm. They call it a resting bitch face. Yeah. You almost have a resting bitch face for a guy. Mm -hmm. But why is that? But there's a lot behind it, and I get it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Unless I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm full of shit. I think what you said the last is right. You're wrong. Mm. Yeah. It's, sure. it's just, there's nothing much to it. When you ask me why I'm angry, I told you some things I'm angry about. I'm not angry in life. Sure. I'm cool. Sure. Screwed over by people, basically. Screw yeah, but ha haven't we all been screwed over by somebody? We all. Yeah. I'm not angry about it. I'm not mad at those people. It, it is what it is, you know? Do you think you're too cool for school? Uh, too cool for school? No. <laughs> this, is a, this is a general question. Yeah, no, I, I did uh, drop I'm just out, trying though. to get you. You're the one character I can't get. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm a very good, I'm a very good people's person. Mm. You're that one character I, can just, I can't figure you out yeah. at all. What am I missing? I don't... 
<laughs> Dick jokes. Yeah. No, but seriously, what am I missing? It's behind that counter over there. What? You want me to leave? So you're being serious because of him? No, no, no. Get the no. fuck out of here, bro. No. <laughs> no seriously, I, I feel like I'm missing. I don't know. What are you trying to figure out, man? I don't know what you're missing. I don't know what, what, what you're on about. What's the point here? What are you trying to accomplish? There's no point. There's no, nothing I'm trying to accomplish. I'm just trying to figure who you are. It's not that deep. Islam? No. Summarize yourself in one word, Daddy. Cool. There you go. What, what's up with you and vibes, by the way? What, what's that connection? Like I hit you up uh, like three, four months ago. No, not me. Yeah. I'm saying you and vibes. Yeah. So like similar to how I hit you up, I hit up Gassan. Mm. I was like, yo, you know what? Do you guys need any product? Are you looking to outsource any of your production? Okay. And I took a meeting. Gassan was like, no, but we can collaborate. I was like, no, fuck no. You know, I've had enough yeah. collaborations. You know? <laughs> uh, no, don't trust collaborations anymore. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we can collaborate. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I know, I know, I know, I, <laughs> yeah. He's gonna kill me now. But I don't mean that in a rude way, by the way. No, no, we I can know. actually collaborate. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, vibe. I felt like they have a lot more structure other than all of my other collaborations. I felt like they had a lot of potential and they were hungry, like so what, me. So what's the deal now? Partner. Yeah. Creative director, partner. Do their content. Improve the page a lot. Are you the one posting? Yep. You're the one. Mm -hmm. So all those purple, pink stuff, that's you. 100%. Well, the purple, pink was already there and they want to retain it yeah. along with so the changes. Are you a graphic designer as well or is this a video? Yeah, I, I mean, no, I, my, my background is graphic design. Uh, so what brought into video? So, I mean, I, I always wanted to be a filmmaker. So I just did graphic design. Then my first job was working as a social media marketing person. Uh, yeah. Which company? Uh, Hanko Rent-A-Car. I don't know. Yeah, Exhibition Road. Apparently the first Rent-A-Car in Bahrain, according to them. And so if, Rent-A-Car? If, yeah. Uh, okay, so as a client? No, no, I was like working not for an them. agency. That's I, not, I was employed. So you're doing it for the Rent-A-Car? Yeah, I was employed. Uh, okay. No, I mean, as in, you weren't working for an agency, you were working no, no, for no, a client? No, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah, and uh, they weren't paying me because they were bankrupt. Mm. And so I left Can after I three months. You? You can hire. I don't want to. I would never hire you, by the way. Yeah, I can. You know what? You I can outsource some of your services you. to me, yes. I would work with you. Yeah. But I would never hire you. Yeah. That. What a compliment. By the way, it is actually a compliment. I would never hire you, but I would always work with you. Why is that? Because you are the guy, like, if I want to hire someone, I could tell he's a soldier, but I can tell you're a general. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. I would never hire a general, I hire soldiers. Does that make sense? It's a compliment to you. Good luck, what? Yeah. No, I'm saying it's a compliment to you. Don't have to worry, I'm a god. <laughs> but, but no, seriously, like, like yeah. that, no, that's no. why. I feel you, yeah. Like, I agree. I, I, like, yeah. I feel like we can collab, we can work at joint ventures, we can do partnerships and stuff, mm -hmm. but I would not hire you as an employee because it doesn't make sense. You will never be happy. I don't want people who are unhappy around me. Bro, I have my own problems with being happy. I don't need depressed people around me. But I can make you happy through partnerships. If that makes sense. Yeah. If it pays, it makes me happy. If it pays. Sometimes, projects don't pay. 
Do you have the patience? I do. I am doing it with Vibe. Okay. Cool. Well, man, appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. By the way, guys, not about Vibe. Tell about this podcast. How long have you been working this podcast for? Two, three months now, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so that's two months. Okay, by the way, guys, let me tell you something about this podcast. I watched the previous clips. So there was ugly clips three months ago. And then there was time when Dan the Man joined. If you saw the difference in quality, that is Dan the Man. Yep. Who made that difference. Yep. Is that true, by the way? Podcast owner, in case he has a problem with that. But I think... Since Dan the Man joined, the podcast clips, the quality, everything's up there. Thank you very much. Is that fair enough? Yes, sir. Don't call me, sir. I'm Hussein. Your friend. Okay, Hassan. <laughs> no, Hassan. Oh, my God. All right, boys. Thank you for watching this episode of The Unsold Truth. The biggest unsold, the biggest unsold truth on this episode was the name of the podcast host. And he does not write his name anywhere. Hamad! Let me, let me join on this for two seconds. So this was by far some of the weirdest conversation I've been a part of. This was not on self-truth. This was Hustle Kitchen. Yeah. No, <laughs> That's no, that no. branding. And we're going to send that video straight to you, son. <laughs> Hustle Kitchen, come on our podcast. You Both of you invite us guests always. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Well, are, um, you, are we invited together or separately? Well, up to you guys. Do you wanna, how do you want to play it? Do, do, you know, do, you know, do, do you know what? I'm going to hijack him. Sure. On a couple of episodes. Sure. But not on a podcast. Sure. Because I think it bothers the fuck out of him. Okay. I, how are you getting, no, I, I, how are I, you I, getting more gigs I, than me? And I, I'm like, I, 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 <laughs> isn't that amazing? It's a smile, yeah. I didn't say bother. I said bored. It oh. bores the fuck out of him. I'm going to give him entertaining stuff. Vlogs. You think my vlogs are 80s. You'll have more fun shooting the vlogs than the podcast. No, I'm saying that vlogs do not have a reach anymore. The market is dead. It doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, tell that to my fans. Hey, that's fine. I mean, Bahrain is five years behind the West. But if, if you're talking about keeping up with what's current and growing in a larger industry, vlogs are dead. So vlogs are, are dead. Right Content creation-wise, mm -hmm. I think scripted stories, okay. like Mr. Beast kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Not like these kind of like Casey Neistat vlogs. That ain't going to fly. No, we're not talking about that, right? So I did the 100,000 watch, 1.3 million apartment. Sure. That was very typical. The next one, okay. Would you call that as a vlog though? Uh, it was a vlog. Yeah, it's a vlog. A vlog would be a, 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 an insight of someone's daily life, no? No, no, no. That's that, what no, I would no, consider no, a vlog. No. Okay, so you're mistaking what a vlog yeah, is. Also. A vlog is just like a five, 10 minute video of whatever's going on in your life. And it's not, it doesn't have to be about your life. So you don't, th so what would you consider so, Casey Neistat? So my content, no, that is a personal vlog. Okay. But it's not, when, when I say vlog, I just mean like a five, six minute video of reviewing or doing or whatever you're doing with anything. So what would be Jake Paul? That's no, but Casey vlog. But also does a $30,000 flight ticket. 
and shit like that. You know? But yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like challenges and Mr. Beast and like do giving million dollars. That's a by the way. That's that's a, not vlogging that's to me. A, but, but, but technically, it's a love vlog. I maybe I I don't know the definition of what a vlog is. It's a vlog. I don't know what the vlog in a video vlog, right? I, I, again, I, I, I would, like like I just said, I wouldn't consider right. Jake so, Paul so, or Casey so, okay, Neistat wait, 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 as, uh, wait, wait. sorry, I, I, let me, Mr. Let Beast me, as vlogs. Okay. So before we end this, let me just clarify this on video. Sure. Since you're recording. Yeah. Okay, let me get my under tape position. Now you're getting into that persona. You got the sunglasses on. Yeah. Should Bring out the muscles. Do I tuck it more? Should I suck it more? Losing up on yeah. Should I listen up one more button? You're requiring well, as, that gay as, shit. As a director, what is that? Is that okay? That's sexy, isn't it? Yeah, great. Right, listen, listen, listen. Yeah, listen. yeah look, look, look. As, as, give me the professional opinion here. Brilliant. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing. Okay, guys. No matter what you think. I can review places, I can record places, I can do vlogs, I can do posts. But here's one thing. I will never, ever be an influencer. And I'll tell you why. Because if a burger sucks, I will never tell you that it's good. So I made one rule in my life. If I think your business sucks, I just won't make a video about it because I don't want to break your heart, right? It's very easy to break your heart. But I do not want to be one of those weak boys who say your business is amazing, yet your business is horrible. So I'll always promise to be honest and give you my honest feedback. But anyway, that is my version of what a Husseini vlog or review would be peace i'm willing to take any amount of money to say whatever the fuck you want me to say